Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are set up for a loaded edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. You know, I say that a lot, but when I go back and I look at our like our, our library, we get a lot of stuff we hit every single week. I think it's oh, kind I of th- impressive. I thought you were going to be like, it's not actually it's loaded. <laughs> No, like, <laughs> say, dang. Like, that's you tough. Know, as we've gone through and as I've gotten lazier about not putting our stuff on YouTube because I suck, but like, like our shows, right? Like we've been going, we, we have, you know, a little more in-depth discussion, right? We break things down just a little bit further, right? We get real granular on the show mm-hmm. at times. And is it because you make me watch every single game out there? Yes, and- probably. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, watch basketball. And you're like, but I don't want to. The Pistons hurt my eyes. And I go, it's because I will throw something at my TV. You have multiple TVs. I don't. I can, yeah, I can yeah. survive a smash. Exactly. I had to watch. What did I watch? I was at dinner and I watched the Pistons versus the Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics. That would have made sense, yeah. And the first quarter, our transition defense, I literally almost threw my pizza at the TV. I went, I can't watch this. Someone needs to turn this off. And it was, I was at a sports bar, so it was like everywhere. And I was like, <laughs> this is my nightmare. It's awful. I see Isaiah Stewart. Oh, and for three. Nope. And for three. Nope. And for three. Oh, my God. Stop shooting. Yeah, hey, on the bright side, though, Jalen Duran may not be awful. So. Yeah, I know. It's okay. We, we may have James Wiseman now, so that'll do something. Maybe. I don't know. I don't get it, and we're going to talk about that. We've got NBA trade deadline talks. Um, oh, we're, yeah, we have. NBA. We're not talking Super Bowl. We talked about that last week because, as you guys know, we record on Sundays. So before this recording, we don't know who won the Super Bowl, so that'll be a next week's show. Uh, we are talking, though. We've got NFL season. we got off-season stuff for the Lions, NBA trade deadline. We've got uh, previewing Elimination Chamber. we got a lot of stuff. we got LeBron's big night. Uh, we got a lot of stuff, Mike. Let's just you jump. You mean my big night. Yeah, it was really Mike's big night, and then – after that, he was like, okay, I'm done playing now. So, <laughs> but we And go, I was done watching. Yeah, so. yeah, Mike's like, and click. And he's like, I don't even care if they won or lost. Um. <laughs> yeah. Did they win or lose? Who knows? Yeah, they exactly. lost. Don't worry. They lost. Yeah. Every, every person ever, Skip Bayless, is like, but they lost to uh, OKC. And I go, really? That's all you can talk about in this moment in time? Like, can we just get so can we just allow the man to take let's just start with the LeBron stuff because we're already kind of getting into it. Let's get right, into cool. that because I think it's the shortest probably topic we have today. But um yeah, well I, it's funny because it goes into the trade deadline, which probably yeah, the longest talk. Right, for sure. Cool. But like yeah. you know, so LeBron passes the all time scoring record, right? Mm-hmm. Yippee Skippy. We knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um big congrats to him. That was awesome. Um we're not gonna get into the LeBron Jordan debate. I think everyone's broken that down enough times at this point where everybody wants to hurt themselves every time somebody goes into it. Um <laughs> But, you know, it, it was a big deal, right? And it's something that we, we're probably never going to see that again. Let's be, let's be 100% honest. There's nobody I don't think that is, is going to play for as long as he has maintained the level of play that he has mm-hmm. and has stayed as healthy as he yeah, has. So, so to put it in perspective, yeah. if LeBron keeps playing for yeah. a couple of years, say, right. and he gets to – I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this number out because this is what number someone broke down. Mm-hmm. So I know the numbers offhand. Yeah, yeah. So if he gets to forty two thousand points, yep. which is like another two thousand something or mm-hmm. whatever, <clears throat> someone would need to play for twenty years, average seventy points or seventy games a year, and score thirty points a game. Jesus. 
to get to 42,000. Holy crap. So the odds of that, of someone being able to play durability for that long, for that, like, Mm -hmm. for that amount of time, whatever, is is very improbable. Could it happen? Sure. Well, like, you you look at that, right? Like, let's just take the, let's just say you're healthy. Let's just say that for whatever reason, God has blessed you with the best immune system and no broken bones or nothing, right? Yeah. So you play, you are an NBA player, and you're going to have a 20-year career where you are healthy every season, mm-hmm. okay? First off, already the deck is way stacked against you mm-hmm. on multiple fronts. But then you also have to be good enough to get on the court mm-hmm. and then good enough again to put up 30 a night. Yeah. And, then, not... and you had to play the 70 <clears throat> games. Right. So you have yeah. to average the 70 exactly. games a season. So you have, to be, you have to be able to be available yeah. for that much time Correct. Also. So you're just like... Oh, and by the way, you have to play for 20 seasons. It's just yes. the, the the amount of things that have to go into it, right? Where you look at some of the... Especially ultimate. like most players, like first five seasons, yeah. you're not averaging 30 yet. No. So that means there are seasons where you have to average 34, More. 35, 36 right. to counteract that yeah. for, your, for your career to be a 30 average. Correct. So Correct. Yeah. Uh, just long story short saying, odds are... Probably not. No. And even if LeBron doesn't get, if he sets it at forty thousand, a mm-hmm. hundred something or whatever, okay, then you have to average twenty seven points a game. <laughs> yeah. For at, that. The of, it's, at the end of the day, it's twenty years of unbelievable basketball from someone to break it, and yeah. it's just not right. Plausible. Right. To it's, me, it's, it's crazy. It really is crazy. Um, you know, I, I do find it funny that in moments like this, it's hard for me because in one hand. You know, breaking a record like this is really cool. I find that there's a little bit of, like, theater that goes into it almost, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like we're stopping the game and we're doing all this stuff. I'm like, it felt very, like, it's not planned is the right word. It, it felt like it was like, okay, we're going to make sure to have this massive commotion no. about it both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Where I was like, I, I went into it thinking, can we just let the dude... Post game, I didn't really love the interruption of the game because I was like, it, it was a, it was still a basketball game. It's not like he hit like the game winner or mm-hmm. something. But like, can we, can we just let the dude take a victory lap about it rather yeah. than immediately pointing to, well, they lost OKC that night. Like, I get it, right? And and that's not lost upon him either. I'm sure, but it's a little bit bigger than this season. Yeah, it's a so, culmination of his life's so, work. So, so the two things I would say to that is one, they. Sports in general have stopped games for people yes. for much less, and I can't stand it. I think it's annoying. Like, like yeah. I think the one in 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 Michigan that you yeah. can bring up recently was the Miggy the three thousand hits thing, yes. where they stopped the the in they were like in the yeah. sixth inning right. or something, yep. losing by like eleven, by the way, <laughs> and they stopped it for like a fifteen minute like, yeah. oh, congratulations, here's yeah. all this stuff for a guy that like, hasn't been a good baseball player for, for six years, yeah, for a really long time. So like <laughs> stuff like that, like yeah. anyone who's in the Michigan market, I was like, oh, that's so stupid. I was like, well, they did it for your guys. Yeah. So no, it wasn't even a significant, no, like, nope. you didn't break the all-time no. home run record or something. No. You broke a 3,000 hit, which is really good, but yeah. like, also other guys have done, done that. that. Yeah. Um, also, too, he broke it, like, the, the timing that he broke it was the end of the third quarter. Yeah. So it didn't bother me in the sense that, like, you would have had the break of the third quarter anyway. Mm-hmm. So they basically celebrated it in the time that it yeah. would have been in the break of the third quarter like if he broke it with like seven minutes in the third quarter and then you stopped the game i would like this is a little weird but he broke it with like 4.2 left on the clock in the third quarter so like they would have just like 
dribbled the ball out, went to the third quarter, mm-hmm. and you know yeah. sat for five minutes in the third. Right. They just took that time to be like, hey, you did something that no one else in 39 years did, had done. Did, it find, did you find it weird that literally in the – like you see the photos right of that where everybody's on their phone. Do you think that's weird? It's just like the – the, the new way, that, the new yeah. way that people are. I always find that fascinating to me. Like, you know, we go to wrestling shows, and every once in a while, right, I'll take my phone out and record like a spot, like uh-huh. that I know is coming or something like that, so that I can show other people later. But for the most part, I kind of like to feel like I'm in the moment. I yeah. guess you know what's you know what's interesting about that yeah. is I feel like now people didn't have like phones and right, of such yeah. back then, but I feel like this would have been it's like almost reverse because I feel like now you can watch that. Yeah. Anywhere. Right. Like Twitter can, had it immediately. Yeah, Twitter was literally like had it immediately. You can find thousands of different pictures yeah. and YouTube and, like, YouTube and yeah. whatever. Like mm-hmm. you can find it anywhere. Yeah. So you having individually, I guess it's cool to be like, it's on your phone. You can be like, this I was is the video I yeah. took of it. Yeah. Like this is like my perspective of it. Yeah. But at the same time, like if like someone like when Kareem does in like the like, you know, nineties or something, yeah. it's like you don't have it's not directly on YouTube right after or it's not like right all over ESPN or whatever. Right. So like having like having it like on your phone or taking a picture of it in like the 90s yeah. makes sense. And the funny part was when Jordan did his yeah. shot in the finals mm-hmm. to win the six finals, not a single person had a phone or no. camera or anything no, else. No, because they're all watching. They're like, they're like, oh my God, this they're is awesome. in the moment. Yeah, they're in yeah. the moment, which is like so like reversed to me because I feel like they would all want to take a picture to remember the moment. <laughs> yeah, right. And this one they is like... They didn't have the technology. Yeah, they didn't have the technology, <laughs> but now it's like... Yeah, I, I feel like now I would rather be in the moment and then go home and rewatch the clip. Yeah, because who's going to have a better freaking view of it than the NBA is? Yeah. They've got every like the picture yeah. that of all the cameras. Yeah. is one of the best pictures I've seen in a long yeah. time. Of like the fadeaway, like yep. right before he releases it, all all the cameras are up. The one, um, the Nike or the yep. the one owners in the front row just like sitting there, like he's like oh, awesome. I love this. So glad we got him. <laughs> But, but yeah, I yeah. just think it's uh yeah, it's crazy, right? It's just crazy, it's everyone. I don't have a problem with people. I have, like, do do what you want. No, I no, care, I don't care. I just thought just, it was funny. Yeah, you're just, just like, oh wow, like you're watching it, like it's right there. Watch it, yeah. Like, and, but you're watching it through the screen that you're. And I'm like, that's just that's just wild to me. I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting way we we absorb sports now, right? Where it's a lot more, you know, I, I don't know. It's like I said, it's kind of more drama theater based now than it is at times, right? Like, like. You know, the Super Bowl's tonight. We're talking about this, obviously, in past tense, but we're going to watch the Super Bowl. But, man, I am not prepared for the Super Bowl presentation, if that makes any sense. Like, the game is so secondary to all the other blah, blah that is around it. Like, I don't need the six-hour pregame show. I don't need... No, I'm not going to watch that, but, like, it's there. Do you have a Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. We're like, we're going to get the breakdown of what Mahomes had for breakfast today. Okay, so, yeah, so I, this is the part I hate about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Is I don't mind the two weeks leading up. Neither do I. I'm uh, Like, I'm totally cool with yep. the sports You're shows. building it. It's You're the building biggest it. game of the year. You want to yep. you wanna have your storyline to whatever. Yep. The day of the game, I watch as close to none. Nothing. Nothing. Yep. Because you, you are not going to say anything today. That hasn't been said twelve times. Yes. Yeah. So like, like, and they'll do a three-hour Fox show before, I know. and I'm like, what else can you say about? Like, right. the only thing that's anytime interesting is is Travis Kelsey's back. Okay. Yeah. 
is Mahomes 100 percent and what's the injury report? Yeah, those are probably the last mm-hmm. couple things of news yep. that I want to know before going into the game. Because if I'm going to bet the game, I want to know: okay, is Kelsey going to play the whole game? Right. Is the are the Eagles like the Eagles are going in fully healthy because they don't have anyone on their roster? I think the Chiefs are too. I don't think they put anyone on their injury report mm-hmm. either. So they're both going in as healthy. Maybe some of the receivers, I don't know, as healthy yeah. as they could possibly be, pretty much though. Um, but that's like the last kind of news I want to see. Right. So I'm like. The weeks leading up to it, cool, mm-hmm. but like the day of, yeah. you know, I'm going to like my aunt's house to watch the yeah. game or whatever. Like I'm gonna go there, we're gonna eat, do whatever, and literally flip the game out at six thirty. Right. That's that's yeah. it. You're like, okay, watch the uh, and the, and the, toss and, yeah, and watch all like, that they're stuff. They're liars. But. It doesn't start at six thirty. It actually starts at seven thirty because we gotta have the run out of every individual player, their mother, their high school coach, yeah. and then yeah, it'll probably uh, actually be like a six thirty eight <laughs> start or something. But we got every single player. We're gonna have a big video montage of their season and then we get into the other one and then we have yeah. America the Beautiful, the National Anthem, O Canada, uh, the Mexican National Anthem and then we get into the flyover by the Jets followed by the honorary captains being walking out followed by the honorary coin toss referee person followed by the uh, under the explaining of which coin side wins <laughs> what because apparently we don't know that and I then, will say sometimes, like, yeah, have, like it, it doesn't have, make like, sense. They'll have like a truck and yeah. then an NFL logo, and I'll go, <laughs> yeah. which one's heads? Yeah. So the sun <laughs> is not actually heads; that's tails. What? And then the the t- the head side is actually some tails. So you don't understand. It's, yeah, and, like, it's so the, confusing. The, the, that like I'm okay with the explanation because yeah. the coin makes no sense. <laughs> and then you get the worst coin tosses ever because the coin probably weighs 12 pounds, and they have some random old guy who's a legend or some crap, or he's a CEO of a company that sponsored the Super Bowl flips the coin. It flips once. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it just flips off. No, of his, it really is. Like I yeah. think it's like. If I was the guy calling it for the Super Bowl, yeah. whenever it is face up, I'm calling the opposite. I think you call the opposite because I think it does one permutation like, before it falls. I've seen some where like they throw it right up in the air and it just goes whoop down, and you go, "That wasn't even a flip; it just died." Like that's not even the same thing. So there's just so much you know gaga that goes into it, and then we get the game, and then we go, "Okay, now we've got the game, cool." And then the announcers don't know what to do because they they don't know how to say good things about one team, but also not say good things about another team because they're both amazing. So you're just like, I, 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 I like everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Chris Collinsworth has a small heart attack every time, right? This guy right here, you know, Patrick Mahomes or whoever the hell is calling it. It's on Fox this year, right? The yeah. Fox is here? Yeah, yeah. Who's calling the game today? Uh, whoever their uh, lead Fox people are. I don't know who it is now because it's not Joe Buck and it Troy might be, uh, is it, it? It might be Greg Olson. Is it? Um, okay, I like Greg and Olson. whoever the other guy is. I like him. With. He's good. I like him. He's like Tony Romo but toned down where he doesn't try to predict stuff and then go, this is amazing, and it's a stretch run to the left, and you're like, this is yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Olson and whoever. But okay, I could, that's cool. It could be wrong, but I yeah. think that's well, Fox. We're talking about things crew. that have happened already for our listening. I know. Audience, we went so. from basketball, I know. and then you, I'm you sorry. got to the side of I just, I just, think, it's, I just so think it's funny because it's just one of those things where you just like, you look at it so, and you just go, yeah, I, I will say, though, so um, we you, you complain about this 
as yeah. like a really long thing. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want it to stay because if the Lions ever were in it, I'm totally down for like the 20 minute Lions video. Yeah, that happens, that's so. true. Yeah, you know, I guess or like true. about like the fair. Seahawks. I also root for going yeah. in too. Like I'm like I'm totally down for like a 20 minute overview. Of I don't event. anticipate ever buying another DVD or Blu-ray or anything ever again now that streaming exists. But if the Lions ever win the Super Bowl, I'm buying that like season compilation thing. Yeah, I'm I, well, that. I will say so. I'm I'm a proponent of uh, physical media for like discs <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So I I don't buy other team. Like I don't care about yeah, yeah. the Rams one or the right, Bucks right. one or whatever. Yeah. I actually went to a store and they had the New Orleans Saints one for like three dollars. And I was like, I was like, I could buy it, yeah. but I will never watch it again. So I'm not going to. But if the Lions or Seahawks comparatively yeah. ever win another Super Bowl, like I have the Seahawks 2013 one, yeah. I'd get one of theirs. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. It's just nice to have on Blu-ray because then you could just pop it in and watch all the games. Can or we all just say the- too, a Lions Super Bowl ring would look amazing with the Lions logo in there. Oh yeah, it looks sure. Hot. Look I mean, it would look like all the other ones. No, but- no it would look cool. I think it'd be six story. It'd be like this tall. I'm pointing like six inches above my. It could just be ginormous because like we're never. It's never it's gonna, gonna be like again. The, like. Didn't the Rams one like open up? Yeah, and then, then show the stadium and inside. Show the stadium inside or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the like I think the Golden State one did the same thing where it like unlocks and shit. And yeah, go, or maybe it was that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but one of the recent no, the Rams ones, ones did too. Yeah, it, it was, was like weird. it would like unlock. You got you had like a little lock that you could yeah. like unlock and stuff. I like want that. the Lions one to be like every like certain time of the day of that they win the Super Bowl every year going forward, it like sings a song like forward down the field. Like you press a button, it's like forward down the field. It's gonna have that but technology will be advanced at that point next year when they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are we talking like forty years from now? <laughs> nope. Next year it's okay. gonna happen. All right. Okay. Well anyway, anyway, let's get back on topic. NBA trade deadline. That was a thing. So last week What's we it? talked about Kyrie Irving going to the Lakers and then immediately God went, haha, never mind, and uh, made Mike look like an idiot. So I added that preface in the beginning of our show last week. Um It wasn't it wasn't like the worst idiot take I've ever had though, because like I said Lakers but I also had Dallas. Like there. you said, TCU had a chance to win. The game, you agreed so with me. I know why you talked me into it, you dick. <laughs> I still picked Georgia. But I said I wanted TCU to win. Be yeah. fair. Yeah, but either way, I mean, I I I bet Georgia to win, but I <laughs> I like willingly wanted TCU to. win. Yeah, I think everybody did outside of Georgia. Anyway, um, NBA trade deadline though, literally, and we talked about this off air. The entirety of the NBA landscape kind of went shift yeah. right in, in in so many ways right how so, many years do we go into it where it's like okay this random dude got traded to this other random team that no one really cares about the nba trade deadlines like i see that and i raise you we're gonna trade superstars up in here mm-hmm. like to the nth degree. yeah i was gonna say yeah the, the nba gets their trade deadline the nfl gets their free agency so. i know i'm so excited um but yeah, so okay, we can we can run through all these. Yeah, trades. yeah. Um, I'm gonna leave out the big three trades yeah. to the end. Okay, but I'm gonna go through all of them, and a lot of them you're gonna go. I don't know who that is, or I don't care. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, but I just want to hit all of them. Yeah. All right, so we'll start with the the Kyrie one. Yeah, because it was that's the very one first of the, that's one. Not one of the big three. Well, it is one of the big three, yeah. but it, it happened last. So it happened yeah. so far ago yeah. that you know we'll just talk about it first yeah. all right so dallas got Kyrie and markeith morris brooklyn got spencer actually and this one actually has a lot of impact toward later ones so and brooklyn got spencer dinwiddie dorian vinnie smith uh first round pick second round pick second round pick yeah nba trades uh picks like they're tic tacs yeah so. they, there were uh 42 second round picks traded and nobody story. cares and no one cares they're like i'll give you five second round picks and they go that just seems like an egregious number sure i guess yeah Tankathon is going to be a nightmare. Oh my god! 
for the next like five years to be like, so who has what pick now? Yeah, this pick went to this guy to this guy who this guy conditionally would go here if that that's stupid. Yeah, okay, let's keep but yeah. Anyway, so uh, Kyrie okay. to Mav. Yeah, Ky- sorry, I got NFL <laughs> news that just popped up. Um. Focus, Mike. Sorry. Focus. It's, it's not really that important, Focus. NFL news. Focus. It's just coaching news. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah. So, Dale, Dale, Kyrie is a Dallas Maverick now. Yep. Um, giving away. I, I didn't love the Dorian Finney-Smith giveaway. Uh, I thought he was probably your best wing defender. Mm-hmm. Um, but adding Kyrie adds a lot of offense to your team. And if you had a camera on me, I'm repping a lot of Mavericks gear right now because <laughs> I think they are going to be co-favorites. I'll say co-favorites yep. in, the, in the West right now. Mm-hmm. So, that was fun. Um, but now the trade deadline started, and we had next trade. We had San Antonio Spurs getting Dwayne Dedman for, and Miami, Miami acquired one hundred and ten thousand dollars in cash. So he got traded for a washing machine. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> next trade we had. Um, let's see. Let me skip some of these. Oh, all three big ones happened in a row. That's crazy. Um, Toronto got uh, Jacob Poloto. The center yep. from San Antonio. San Antonio got Ken Birch and uh, first round pick, second round pick, and second round pick. Sure. So Toronto got. Sl- I thought I thought Toronto would be a seller mm-hmm. in this trade deadline. Yep. I thought OG Ananobi and maybe yep. Pascal Siakam were going to be gone. Yeah. And they end up just buying uh, Peloto as yep. their center, and yep. I guess they're just staying with it. I don't know if that's the move sure. for them, but because they're like they're like it's the East. It's weird. We yep. don't know. Uh, Oklahoma City got Justin Jackson from Boston and a couple picks. Boston got Mike Muscala, the center. So they got some big depth there. Sure. Um, big four-team trade happened here. We had New York getting Josh Hart and Boyan um, Dublovic. <laughs> uh, sure. Basically Josh Hart, though. For right. the, uh, Portland got Cam Reddish, uh, Svi, the former Piston, mm-hmm. and Matisse Thibel. Philadelphia got Jalen McDaniels, and Charlotte got... Oh, Charlotte ended up getting Svi. Yeah. There was like a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I ended up going over there. Yeah, some That's guys like hop like three teams and they never actually land in that location. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, New York gets Josh Hart. Jalen Brunson was very happy about this. Yeah. Um, and Portland got Cam Rudge. Uh Dario Sark is now an Oklahoma City Thunder. Phoenix got Darius Baisley in return. Uh, Pistons action, so we'll spend a little more time on this one. Put an asterisk by this because we're gonna we're gonna submit this show for for viewing pleasure, and then immediately the, the trade's gonna get called off. But you know, yeah. So uh, uh, pending Gary Payton not passing his physical, yeah. At the moment, Portland would have gotten Kevin Knox and a hundred thousand picks. <laughs> Golden State was gonna get Gary Payton the second and yep. like a hundred thousand picks. Mm. Atlanta was going to get Shadiq Bay, and Detroit was going to get James Wiseman. Not 100% sure this is going to go through, so, so, yeah, but let's, this let's, is the one we can stop and talk about. For okay, so let's pause on. here for just a second um, because I do think let's just hit on this real quick. I This is the first move, like individual move, mm-hmm. that Troy Weaver has done that I've really gone, I don't know why. Now, he's only played 60 games. Second overall pick. Looking in inside stuff like at the athletic, the Pistons are really high on James Wiseman. Yep. They he also really had like a really last good like ten game stretch. Right now, he plays in Golden State. Does not sit his game at all. Worst fit. It's square peg round hole all day long. Yes. So I'm not necessarily the player is intriguing in a sense where I'm like okay, mm-hmm. right? And Shadiq was not going to get an extension here. You knew that, so okay, he's gone. I get that. Yeah. Kevin Knox couldn't care less, but. You signed Marvin Badgley for three years. 
You still have Nerlens Noel somehow on your roster. You've got Isaiah Stewart in and out, depending on what spot you want him, and then Jalen Dur- Duran, right? Now, Jalen Duran's going to be your starter. We got that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Wiseman is your you know sixth guy or your first big off the bench, whatever. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just starting to fit, trying to understand what the hell is the plan? Yeah. You're not winning basketball games. You haven't won shit in three years where, at le- like, I'm going to say this with, like, and it's going to sound bad, but even with Stan Van running the team into the ground, it felt like you were making moves to win basketball games. Mm-hmm. There has not been a single move, I opinion, that, like, is correlated directly to wins. Yeah. Now, they're going to have a shit ton of money. I get that. Yeah. And I was willing to at least, okay, they're going to trade for Wiseman. Maybe there's another move coming. Mm -hmm. And then there was nothing. I just don't know how much longer am I supposed to be patient Mm -hmm. with Troy Weaver's process of the rebuild of the Pistons. Because every offseason I get all excited. And then it gives me 20 wins on the, on the year, and I go, this is horseshit. Yeah. So tell me. And my, so, yeah, and my worry for the Pistons is kind of where the, the Tigers were at, but, like, <sighs> you're watching teams who started their rebuild yeah. after you. And they're done. And are, base, like, like OKC started yeah. theirs a year or a year after yours, mm-hmm. and right now they're, like, the 11th seed in the West, mm-hmm. which isn't, like, say, but they got shy. George or Josh Giddy, Chet has even played a game for them. Right, like at least Kate has played games for us. Yeah, Chet has to sit all year with his injury. Right, so your number two overall pick that you just drafted hasn't even played a mm-hmm. dribble yet in the yep. NBA, yep. and you're already leaps and bounds better than where the Pistons are right now. Yeah, and they started like a year or two after you. Yeah, so and when you look at some teams with their like draft compensation, we don't have extra picks. No. In any of the next rounds. Like, no. OKC has, like, 12 first-round picks still left. Yeah. The Jazz are going to have, like, 75 well, first-round picks. I will put a caveat on that, though. They had assets to give away. They yeah, like, they gave Russ. away they Russ had and, guys. and James Harden. Like, and we didn't have any player that people wanted that coveted. But, like, like so, like, the Jazz are going to have 17 first-round picks in yeah. the next, like, seven drafts. Yeah. I'm like... Did they have, I guess, Donovan Mitchell, well, Donovan sure. Mitchell, yeah. And Rudy yeah, Gobert, Gobert, they got a lot yeah, too much for. They got for. too much for. But, um, yeah. but they're, they're going to have. good at trading for yeah, value. They, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all these teams have a whole bunch of upside, and yeah. it's like the Pistons are just kind of. Well, it's like it, well. Here's the thing: it's like you have you have players. I like. I'm excited about Kate. I'm excited about Jaden Ivey. I'm excited about Duran. But that's kind of where my excitement stops. I'm tired of Isaiah Stewart shooting as many threes as he is. I'm tired of Dwayne Casey's shit defense. I'm tired of a lot of things. And I'm starting to get really frustrated with this process because I knew going in this was going to take some time. But damn, dude, we're three years in. We're mm. three years in. You just traded one of your pieces that you were quote-unquote building around, and I get it. You didn't want to pay him $20 million a year. I understand. Mm-hmm. However, there's got to be something coming. Because you can't tell me we're going to go into year four and Dwayne Casey, A, is still my head basketball coach, and B, we don't have many new legit players on this team mm-hmm. next season. Because if not, I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Because as great as Cade could be and as, as great as Ivy and Duran playing at 19 years old, playing out the hell out of his mind right now because mm-hmm. he doesn't know any better, you're wasting your opportunity for financial flexibility yeah. right now. So... You want to bring Wiseman in as a test? Sure. But 
don't hand him a three-year deal for $40 million like you did Badgley and then for him not to do anything for you. Yeah, I think the problem that Weaver now is, like, his first draft that everyone thought was going to be really good is turning out to be not as good as everyone thought. And the only real great draft pick he's made so far is the number one overall pick. Right. The can't-miss Kate Cunningham guy. Right. It's like, okay. Like, you haven't found, like, you, you missed, like, Killian probably should have been Therese Halliburton at yes. this point. Um, Jay and Ivy, we still don't know. No, I think he could still early. be good. Yeah, and Cade was the obvious choice. So yep. in his three drafts, he's yep. missed guys, yep. had the obvious pick, and probably got the right guy yep. at the at the value, mm-hmm. but we don't know for sure yet. Yeah. Um, and his free agency has hasn't done anything. Basically nothing. Right. And his trades have been basically nothing. When I hear reports that they're linked to Jeremy Grant in the offseason, I want to shoot myself in the face. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think Jeremy Grant's a good player. I do. I really do. But guess what? He's not 30 points a night. Yeah. Not efficiently. Let me put it that way. We saw the Jeremy Grant thing. And he played very well for this Detroit Pistons team. But he was also a means to an end. He was good value at the time. I'm not giving Jeremy Grant a max contract. Are you insane? Mm-hmm. Are you insane? That's not that's not the move. I'm sorry. You don't give. I'm not going to give. I'm not going to go down this road of giving Reggie Jackson a max contract again. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving those guys who are B players a player money just because you're Detroit. I'm sorry. Figure it out. Yeah. Go swing that trade. Go trade a couple picks. If they have the second overall pick this year and somebody wants it bad enough, I'm like, all right, well, I need legit talent coming mm-hmm. back this way. Yeah. What I, there needs to be some swings at the plate, and uh-huh. we're not taking them. And I'm like, I'm tired of this cautious approach. It's just yeah. getting ridiculous. All right, continue with the trades. All right. Uh, next up, uh, we had Houston getting John Wall and Danny Green. <laughs> I love how John Wall is just like, so I'm back here, huh? <laughs> uh, the Clippers got Eric Gordon and some picks. Clippers and- low key had some moves where I was like, yeah, I think I think they got like quality yeah, better. For, yeah, like you know, if Kawhi actually plays, yeah. Who knows? And uh, Westbrook Me- might go there. Who knows? Memphis uh, got Luke Kennard for a piston. Oh, yeah. So they got some shooting over there. Not Luke Kennard. He was the best. Uh, next trade, we had uh, San Antonio Spurs getting Devontae Graham and a whole bunch of picks. The Devontae Graham? The Devontae Graham from the Pelicans. And the Pelicans <laughs> got Josh Richardson. Ooh. Um, Clippers got Mason Plumley. Charlotte got Reggie Jackson in the next trade. And then Reggie Jackson's going to get bought out and then probably go to, to the Denver. New, Den- Denver, Denver. Yep, yes. Yep. And then the last trade, before we get to these big ones, Houston got Justin Holiday and Frank Kaminsky and some picks. Yeah. And Atlanta got Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando. Hey, Bruno Fernando. Put that on your bingo cards. Put that on the bingo card. Okay, so big trade time here. Mm-hmm. So we will hit uh, – we'll hit – this for, okay, so first one here, we'll go in order of how they happen. Yeah. So, the first one was a four-team trade. We had um, uh, Denver getting Thomas Bryant. The Clippers got uh, Bones Highland from Denver. Mm-hmm. Orlando got Patrick Beverly and a second-round pick. And the Lakers acquired Devon Reed and Mohamed Bamba and two mm-hmm. second-round picks. Thoughts? Um, I think... They were, I, I think the Lakers went with the logic of we need to get some depth and some substance over the flash, right? And we're going to talk about basically the complete opposite of that here in a minute. But, like, I don't I don't hate the trade. I think Mobamba's a pretty serviceable guy for them, right? You've got Rui now. You made a couple other, you know, smaller type moves. Um, but, like, I, I don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. 
I don't know if it's going to change their fortunes, I guess. And I think that's where LeBron's frustration is a little bit mm-hmm. is I think he's kind of like, and we're going to get to another trade they made in a second, but like, I think he's just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. almost where it's like, this is a wait and see approach for me, but I don't necessarily know if he's like jumping through hoops. Nope. So the next up, yeah. literally right after that, Lakers make another trade. So yep. Minnesota gets Mike Connolly to kill Alexander Walker and some picks. Yep. Utah gets Russell Westbrook. Uh, top four, the 2027 first-round pick, the top four protected one from the Lakers, Javon Toscano-Anderson and Damian Jones. And the Lakers acquired D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, so obviously D'Angelo Russell being the highlight of that, right? Mm-hmm. Once again, I think it's a, a situation where it's like, okay, you know, D'Angelo Russell, good player, mm-hmm. right? Um, is he game-altering? I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I think he's playing better than Westbrook is statistically. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think LeBron is definitely in this like, okay, Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I think after this one. Palenka where he goes, I'm not going to shove you into the wall. Yeah. I think think after this one, you can legitimately be like, okay, I could see a D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder, LeBron, Rui Hachimura, Anthony Davis lineup and go, the worst thing in the world. It's not the worst thing. And then you have some bench guys like the Malik Beasleys, Mm -hmm. the Jared Vanderbilts, the you know, Mobamas that you just got. So it's like with Austin Reeves and guys where I'm like, it's not I think the Lakers are the problem with the Lakers now is though, is that they're constantly in the situation. And I think the reason why they weren't able to make a bigger move, I guess, if you want to say that, is because they don't have any more assets. Yeah. And they're constantly now in a situation where everybody is leaving them the year after they trade for them. And then they go, well, shit, I can't, I don't have money to pay for anybody legitimate, right? Like, they're starting lineup next year, right? They'll probably have four out of five, but like, is D'Angelo Russell going to stay? Are we going to keep him? Are we going to pay him? Like, what are we going to do with this? Like, Rui's going to, you know, have to get paid at some point, right? He's a young guy. Like, is is LeBron going to stay long? Like, all these question marks, right? And you're like, I just don't know how much further they move the needle to get them in championship contention. Mm Mm-hmm. Where I feel like if this is LeBron's first year, and this was four years ago, you go, okay, they're setting up to make the run. But they already made the run. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to keep afloat, but it's not. And then other teams are like, I guess, saying, I see your move, and I raise you 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And then the big move that happened at like one thirty in the morning <laughs> yeah, I on know. Thursday morning. Well, in Phoenix time, it's like 2, ter- 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, that works out. Um, <laughs> Indiana. Uh, fourteen trade here. So yep. Indiana received George Hill, Serge Ibaka, Jordan uh, Noara, and some picks. Milwaukee ended up with Jay Crowder somehow. Yeah, I think they traded five picks away or yeah, something. Yeah, five like that. picks and George five Hill second round picks. And, yeah, and they ended up with Jay Crowder. Brooklyn acquired their uh, twenty twenty three first, twenty twenty five first, twenty twenty seven first, twenty twenty nine first, and a twenty twenty eight swap with. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Jay, or not Jay Crowder, he's not there. Nope. Cameron Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, and Juan Vallette, and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest takeaway here got TJ Warren and the Kevin Durant. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just find this wild to me. Um, so, we talked in the offseason, right? Durant wanted to go to the Suns anyway, yep. and now he's on the Suns. Um, before we get to that, though, this Brooklyn experiment, mm-hmm. okay? Worst thing ever to happen. I don't know of a team that has done more damage to themselves than the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. When you couple this whole fiasco 
And then also you go back 10 years and you go, remember when we traded for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett? Yeah, Brooklyn's been rough in general. Um, and they haven't gotten anything so out the of thing, it. The thing about Brooklyn was I was confused. I was confused when they traded for Harden. Well, okay, we can we can go to there. But <laughs> just this season, yeah, yeah. so like you traded Kyrie. Yeah. And they didn't really get a rebuild package. No. They got a we can kind of contest now package. Yeah. Because getting Dorian Vinny Smith a really good wing defender and Dinwiddie a good like off the bench. Who guard. they had before. Yeah, who they had before and some firsts, obviously. Yeah. But um with Kevin Duranso, I was like, I think that team with like Seth Curry, Joe Harris, I was like, maybe you could like insulate mm-hmm. play good defense and maybe make a run with a deeper team with KD there. Yeah. And like KD just being the sole guy leading the team. You still have charge. Ben Simmons there too. And you had Ben Simmons play deep. Like I thought the team was still pretty set. Like I think the Lakers were like, here's two first round picks, Russell's contract, which is going to be expiring after this year. Yeah. Like that's like the rebuild package. Yeah. And then I thought Dallas was like a cut, like a, We'll give you some actual players. Yeah, we can actually give you players that can compete and help KD win now. Right. And then, so they took the compete now package, but then traded Kevin Durant. So now I feel like they're in this half-season rebuild where, like, Mm -hmm. we want to rebuild, but we also have some good talent. Mm -hmm. Where, like, it's... Like, you have Mikkel Bridges, Dorian Vinny-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie. You have all these, like, really, like, good to average NBA players. Right. But you're also going to try to tank and rebuild. I feel like it's like a weird spot that the Brooklyn Nets are in. I don't know why they just decided to tear it down and get every pick possible. But I don't know why they didn't do this in the offseason. And where you could have just, just tanked it, tanked it, and been in contention to get that. For, to the, get that, yeah, get the when buy a guy, when buy yeah. yeah. And then okay, now this is the new dude to the, the face of the franchise, and we've got all these picks because we traded Durant. We've yeah. tra- you know. And like the timing and like the reason, like I just feel like well, all we, of it like didn't make sense. And we talked even last season when they traded for Ben Simmons, where we go, why? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, what do we? What is you know? Okay, it's not working with the Harden thing. Okay, great, but like, what the hell is Ben Simmons going to do for you? We were confused then. Yeah, and we still never really saw that team at a hundred percent. So Brooklyn's wild. I don't understand what's Brooklyn, going on there. Brooklyn to me makes no sense. But the yeah. big news is obviously Jay Crowder is a buck. So like. <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna be competitive. That's because the Bucks are winning the title this year. Yeah, That's all you, do. So you get Jay Crowder on your team. You're, you're making the finals. Run. Yeah, you're yes, making the finals. It's, you're, it's, you're it's basically written in stone. At exactly. This point, I thought. Um, realistically, it's Kevin Durant going to the Suns here. Um, yeah, I mean, Vegas obviously immediately shifts to, to Phoenix, right? And yep, they go, hardcore. okay, they're winning. Favorite odds. Yeah, they're winning the title. Um, I'm fascinated by the by the move. I think this is going to breathe new life into Kevin Durant again. With mm-hmm. now, I think we're going to see as close to a version of Golden State Durant mm-hmm. that we've ever seen since then. And the reason why I say that is because you have other talent around you, where you have Devin Booker who can score. You've got a, a, a true interior presence in DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. I know you have some questions about the depth, and I and I and I'm with you on that, right? But I think once it gets to playoff time, they're only going to go seven deep, mm-hmm. and Durant's going to play forty minutes. Like mm-hmm. it's just going to happen. Like you know, like they just got to get in, and then it's all it's all hands off deck at that point. Now, Chris Paul being sixty five years old, you have that albatross of a contract that you had to pay him. Their time is now. Mm-hmm. If Phoenix wins a title in this season or next, it's all worth it, yeah, and they don't 100%. care. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that they have the ability to do that because. While I like the players that they traded away, I just don't think they lost. I don't think they lost themselves, I guess, is the best way I put that, mm-hmm. in the move. 
Like, you know what I mean? We didn't have to give up a Devin Booker or a DeAndre Ayton or, like, our true difference makers of our team. You still have, you know, decent players coming off the bench for you. I just think that overall, whether or not they get it done, I think that over. I think that they're banking on, all right, well, Durant, Booker, together. Mm-hmm. They both get hot. They're putting 90 up. Mm-hmm. That's our thought. Go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm just worried you know? about the depth purposes. No, I agree um, with you. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're spot on with that. You made a tweet on Twitter about that, and I laughed because I knew it was the first thing you were going to say about it. Too. You go, yeah. I don't know. Let me see what they gave up first before I tell you who yeah. <laughs> did whatever. I, but I just, yeah, I, I just look at it and I go, they were one. I, and I'm going to bring the injury bug because I don't necessarily yeah. think they're going to get injured. Yeah, but I do think they have a stronger possibility. Well, Chris like, Paul's bound to get hurt. Yeah, at some point. Chris Paul's going to get hurt at one point. And it's the same thing with like the Lakers where mm-hmm. I can't believe the Lakers would go on a run even if they started winning because yep. Anthony Davis will get hurt yep. walking somewhere. And LeBron's hurt And right LeBron's now. got a foot thing. So I'm like, I don't believe that they would stay healthy for an entire run again. Yeah, yeah. And so I can't believe in them. Same thing with the Suns where if Chris Paul goes down for three games, I don't know yep. if they're playing the Mavs or the Nuggets or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how... We're talking in a playoff scenario, yeah, by the way. I'm, I'm setting this... Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, if you're playing the Nuggets or you're playing the Mavs or you're playing um, uh, Memphis or something mm-hmm. and Chris Paul goes – or Devin Booker goes down for three games, I'm like, I yeah, your, right. your depth in that spot then, right. I don't think you have the guys to right. come up. Because I think when they made the playoff run two years ago, it was yeah. like, okay, Chris Paul gets – okay, well, we have, like, Devin Booker can run the point, Mikkel Bridges, Jay Crowder. You know, right, you right. have a whole bunch of guys that yep. you can circle in. I don't think they have that – Ability now, and so that's why I'm worried. From a package standpoint, you've got, you know, the Mavs deal, and then you've got this one, right? Mm -hmm. Which one? Who? What? Who gave up more? Did the Mavs give up more to get Kyrie, or do you think the Suns gave up more to get KD? Oh, I think the Suns gave up a lot more. Okay. Now I will say though, by the team makeup. I think the Mavs probably hurt a little more because yep. I think Dorian Vinny-Smith was their wing defender. Yeah. Like, he was – they don't have another guy who can just lock down a wing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think when they get Kevin Durant or they have, like, Torrey Craig – like, I think the Suns can still throw bodies yeah. on yeah. A Giannis or something or yeah. on a Chris Middleton mm-hmm. or something or a Jason Tatum. Yeah. Um, I don't think Dallas has that defensive ability anymore to yeah. – okay. Josh Green, you're gonna go cover Chris Middleton. Good luck. <laughs> right. Like you're, yeah, yeah. Sure. So I think in terms of like you lost a lot with Dorian Vinny Smith, mm-hmm. but I mean Mikhail Bridges was second in defense player of the year voting last year. Yeah. Dre Crowder is just you yeah, put him. Jay on Crowder the, the Bucks is like the low key move that no one's talking about. That I'm like I think you probably should pay attention to that because every time that dude goes anywhere, they make a finals run. <laughs> it's just great. Yeah, and he what Jay Crowder will do is D, baby. Jay Crowder will come off the bench yep. just like PJ Tucker did yep. for them. Get hot, get hot, cover yep. Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum for a couple drives, and really just help the if team. If Jay out. Crowder gives you 15 points, you're winning the ball game. 100. <laughs> percent And that's what, and that's what I felt like with like yeah. Cam Johnson or Mikel Bridges. I'm like yeah. if one of them are effective mm-hmm. while Devin Booker and KD are effective, yep. you're killing it. But now right. that you don't have the extra depth piece, you're mm-hmm. relying a lot on Devin Booker and KD for going for 40, me, which they can, but it's just a lot so to last thing on. on this, right? Who's got a better chance of, of making the run? Is it Phoenix or is it Dallas? Because uh, they're the two teams. I get, I'll throw the Lakers in there, but they're 13th place in the West, so sorry. Yeah, I don't the, really the, know how to like yeah, throw that in I would there. Say, I would say most likely... Uh, fully healthy, probably the Suns. Yeah. But also, I, I also just like the depth in Dallas, mm-hmm. where I think Dallas can go eight or nine. Yeah. So, like, if they, for instance, like, if Kyrie had to miss a game, 
I'm not like, oh my god, they're, they're done mm-hmm. without them. If Devin Booker misses a game or KD had to miss a game or something, I'm like, you're you're not winning that game. Yeah. In that se- like whatever yeah. series they play, you're you like you need all four of those guys to play. Yeah. To win big minutes. Win, yeah. To win big minutes and yeah. win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dallas can go without a couple guys for a game or two and yep. still win. So, I would say. 100% healthy So what Phoenix. you're saying is you want to see a Western Conference Finals of Phoenix and Dallas go? I'm telling you, my, my dream, <laughs> if I could, if I could, if I could uh, script yeah. write this, yeah. would be Boston-Milwaukee, yeah. Phoenix-Dallas. Yeah. I, yeah, right. I, I would then want you, nothing then, more. Then you go, okay, good. We got four dogs. Four Let's dogs. Go. Best yeah. basketball you could possibly get. Yeah. And I have rooting interests in both sides. I'd be in. Real, real quick on the LeBron thing one more time, too. Though, the fact that I still have to bring up the Lakers as making a run. Mm-hmm even though they just traded basically for D'Angelo Russell and a whole bunch of bench guys. That's the impact that one person has on a, on on a team or on sport. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Like just saying, like, think about that for a second. That's Mm -hmm. wild. Okay. Think about what do you want about him as a, as a person or as a player, whatever. It's insane that we have to still talk about him. Like, okay, what if LeBron goes 25 year old LeBron for a few games? What happens? Ah, shit. Well, then, you know. And and that's when you know you're on that next level because that's what Brady was doing forever, too. For sure. Tiger Woods, same thing. Yeah, it was like, it was like, yeah, but like Brady's going to be the four seed. If they beat Dallas. Yeah, they're rolling. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. It's like one of those things. (laughs) All right, let's, uh, let's shift focus here a little bit. Um, I want to get. Let's get into Lions first. I think before we get into, do we? Did I miss anything else? On the uh, do you want to do XFL first? If you want to do football, yeah, let's do. Yeah, let's do XFL first, actually, and then we'll talk Lions because we have some news that are pertaining to the Lions as well. Um, okay. Indirectly, I guess is the best way of putting yeah. that. Um, yeah, let's talk XFL though because they're starting up what next week? Next weekend. Next weekend we have our first game, St. Louis Battlehawks. Kaka! I need a kaka sound effect. I just realized that's coming next week. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so we've got XFLs coming back. I'm very interested in the presentation mm-hmm. of the XFL, right? How are they going to do it? They got a lot of dudes from the USFL, like Tiamu's over there. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple other guys, I think a couple other quarterbacks moved. Like, uh, they got a lot of dudes all of a sudden that just, I'm interested if they just kind of flip flop or how does that work? Like yeah, with the USFL and all yeah, the USFL stuff? does start like, I think week nine of the XFL seasons when the USFL starts. Oh, okay. So, so that's not like a thing anymore. Yeah, then. So Cause like Paxton can... Lynch is playing in the XFL this year too. And he was playing for the Michigan Panthers. So yeah. Yeah, also you see Jeff Fisher step down, mm-hmm. Mike Nolan, the new head coach, the Michigan Panthers. So two terrible former NFL coaches. All right. I did. I did look at Nolan's like resume. And yeah, it's I was not like, this good. Terrible. It's not good. He used defensive genius. He got brought in last time he was coaching. He was coaching a shitty Dallas defense, and then Dan Quinn came in and immediately the best in the league. And you go, huh, wonder what was wrong. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to the XFL though. I'm interested to see the presentation. I'm interested to see the quality of play. Um. They got weird coaches like Heinz Ward as a head coach. Rod Woodson. It's like they were just like, how do we get? names right mm-hmm. to come coach these teams the te- the battle hawks head coach never heard of the dude ever once in my life um but i didn't hear the last guy either so i guess maybe that's what, yeah. <laughs> that's well, all we need you know they, you got some players right i think who's uh who's is aj mccarron is mm-hmm. the is the it's quarterback the coach or, or Battlehawks quarterback yeah he is you're damn right he is bringing that bama offense here um perfect <laughs> that's what i want um i guess the big question is are you gonna watch are you? Is it just a one week thing for you? Are you? You know, is it one of those things where you have it on in the background? Yeah. Is it appointment viewing? Do you think it's going to be worse playing than the USFL? Because so you know I mean? okay, so so the XFL, I said it. The X last... is for extreme. No, I don't know what it's for. I actually is it for extreme? I think so. 
They've never said what it is anymore, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> Extreme. Um, so the XFL was fun the first time. Yeah. One, because they played their home games in, in stadiums, in yeah. their home stadiums, which yeah. I think they're doing this year again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're all in one area, and then they fly out. Yeah. And then they come back to a neutral I think so area. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's how it was. So they're not practicing. Like, the Battlehawks aren't practicing in St. St. Louis, but they're going to be playing their games in St. Louis, right. which I think just adds to the atmosphere, like just makes it all around already just a little bit better. Yeah, I expect the USFL crowds. presentation to be better just because they're playing in separate hubs now. Yeah, so like the Michigan Panthers, yeah. like their home games, I feel like will actually be like, oh, you'll get like fans, a couple, yeah, hundred, actual fans, a thousand fans or something sure. there, and you know, you'll twenty five bucks a ticket's not bad. Yeah, literally. I think yeah, twenty five bucks just and it's open. Oh, it's open seating. I don't know if it's. Oh, we're that. going to a game. Yeah, so like you can just sit wherever you want on a yeah. twenty five dollar ticket. So I forgot to tell you that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So one, I I liked the uh, the home experience. I thought having home games were mm-hmm. uh, really fun, and two, I thought um, the presentation was fun, and I think it's one of those things where it's not necessarily appointment viewing for me. Yeah. But it like because the games are on at weird times. They are. I think like I think the ones uh, like, like two o'clock or something. Yeah. Like that. So it's like so off. this so next weekend they have Saturday at three and then eight thirty three and then eight. Yeah. It's like the first week and every week it's kind of different. Like the second week they have a Thursday game, a Saturday at seven, then Sunday fourth. So they have like kind of weird times. So you kind of have to check every week of what right. time teams are playing and stuff. Right. But if you catch you know okay they're playing at one o'clock on Sunday. And you're kind of just home. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on. I'll put it on. I'm to absolutely watch, gonna you know? put it on. I'll try. Yeah, like the thing is, since we we're gonna bandwagon the Battle Hawks, Hell I'll yeah. try to go out of my way to watch the Battle Hawk time games. Yeah, for sure. But like the other games, if it's a Saturday at eight and I'm watching the NBA and NBA or um, ABC, and you know there's another game, uh, XFL game, I'll throw the game on. Yeah. While I like intently watch it, maybe not, but I'll have it yeah, on for sure. So I think it's just fun to have football mm-hmm. on. Yeah consistently it just in general just yeah. as a general thing um so i'm excited i always like yeah. having the a uh, second like spring league that i, I like, really i don't care yeah. nearly as much about so i can just kind of watch, watch it the game the, it's for fun for fun basically and i i really enjoyed the xfl presentation yeah like i could not put it over enough how fun and we talked about it at nausea no, we talked about that excited. one that one uh houston rough oh my god it was game. a great game it felt like like a big time like yeah. you have to win this game well, type I, feel i'm just like, talking okay. you know from hearing the play calls to the hearing the officiating process and the review and then hearing the players on the field and just getting different camera angles and stuff. That's the stuff that t- leagues have to do mm-hmm. to get me as a as a football fan to go, you know the product is not going to be as good. Yeah. So I have to shine it up. I have to accentuate the positives and hide the negatives. Negatives are, okay, maybe quarterback play isn't going to be the greatest. Yeah, it, it feels like Mac football. Yeah, right. But if you add in yeah. you, hearing the play calls and yeah. hearing coaches stuff and you hear all this stuff, I'm like, Mag football could be fun it, watching. It, it dresses it up. It's yeah. lipstick on a pig in a lot of ways, but a really nice pig. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I, I know that sounds funny, but if they keep those kind of elements, I think that's why, A, I think that's why I didn't tune into the USFL as much is because you got poor play, but you, you presented it like it's the NFL. Mm-hmm. But it's not the NFL. Yeah. You don't have the top 1% of 1% athletes going out there every single Sunday. You've got the remaining 99%, and you got to sort through all the garbage to figure out how do I feel the team in three weeks. It's yeah. it's different, yeah, right? And, and it was just kind of like a bad look when – 
you know, the Panthers are playing whoever, right. and there's like seven people in the crowd. Yes. It's just like, oh, so no one cares. Well, so why and, do I care? And they were, no they rushed, and I'm, and I'm looking forward to the USFL season too, A, that they're going to have one, and B, because now you've had a whole off season, mm-hmm. right? Have more time. Yeah. You're going to be in and these And now you have hubs. more hubs. Yes. So now, and not everyone's going to, because like yes. Michigan's sharing their hub with Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yep. So they're not all going to have, but at least like four teams have home games. Yes. Like home games. Right. Correct. And if you're in that hub, you're at least close to the area mm-hmm. Well, where maybe one game Philly would – like if Michigan Panthers were in the hub of Philadelphia, yeah. if you really – like you could take a quick trip out to Philly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's not that far no. to go watch your team play one week or right. something, right? So if yeah. you wanted to, you could go. And then the season three, they're all just going to be home, I'm pretty right. sure. So then you get your home experience. Like I said, I'm, I'm excited for it. The XFL is going to be fun. The USFL, I think, is going to be a better product, right? I Like I said – if you know your product can't stand up to that level that yeah. people are expecting when they watch Division One, like high Division One football, like SEC, Big Ten football, or you're not watching, you know, the NFL every week, right? Then something else has to be added. There has to be a value added for me to want to watch it, right? And I yeah. thought the XFL did a phenomenal job of doing yeah. that. I think the this, one this thing that the XFL around. I would prefer to have, but yeah. the USFL is going to kind of take that. Yeah. Is I wish it was a couple weeks after the Super Bowl. Yeah, right after is tough. Right hey, after is tough. The best teams you just saw play. Yeah, and I hear these guys. Well, that <laughs> and I feel like already people have like football fatigue because yeah. you just had eighteen regular yes. season weeks. You playoffs. just had the playoffs. You yep. had this in between week with the Pro Bowl. But I think like after the Super Bowl, you're kind of like I don't really need football. Yeah, and then like once like. May, June come around, you're, you're like, kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of cool to have it again. And that's the yeah. USFL. The USFL will be like mid-season yes. in June. Yeah. Fun summertime. And, and so it's yeah. like a fun summertime to watch mm-hmm. thing. But the XFL is going to be hitting in this time period where free agency is going to be a big thing. The draft is going to be happening. And yeah. big playoff hockey and basketball is going to be. Yep. And March Madness and stuff. Yep. So you're kind of mixing in with a lot of other high-quality yeah. sporting events. For sure. So it's going to be hard to maintain the yeah. weeks three through nine. I'm interested to see ratings week to week. We'll yeah. have to look at that. Because like week one and two, there's we'll something really competitive against it. Yep. But once March Madness hits, once NBA playoffs start, mm-hmm. it's going to be like, oh, you're going up against the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, shit. So yeah, here we go. I, yeah. I don't know how well the ratings are going to go um, in this time slot that they want to play the XFL. But we'll see. I, I think the summer would be much better because – only baseball's on. Yeah. So especially if you're a Detroit person where you're like, I'm not watching the Tigers. Yeah. Then you got then you're not watching sports for three months basically. Exactly. So. Right. For sure. All right, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's talk some Lions here. Um, real quick, I do wanna report on this because we did get this. So the Indianapolis Colts are likely hiring Shane Stecken. Steichen? I don't mm-hmm. know how to pronounce the last name. He's the Eagles offensive coordinator. So there's apparently he's the yeah. leader in the clubhouse, quote unquote, as Indian forms candidates that they are out. Now this is important because uh, of the two remaining jobs, the Arizona Cardinals and the Colts, the only one left that Aaron Glenn was supposedly still in the running for was the Indianapolis Colts. So if we're going to assume, which as we do on this show, and then it immediately comes back and blow bite us in the ass, Perfect. we're going to assume that Aaron Glenn is probably coming back as the Lions defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Real quick on that, Mike, thoughts? Because I think that's actually a low-key big win to keep everybody coming back. Yeah, I think I think it's huge to have just at least one more year of everyone. Consistency. Yeah, because yeah. let's be real. Ben Johnson's gone after this year. If they, if they are the top 10 in offense again, he's yeah. gone. Yeah, he's, he'll, he's, he'll go somewhere. He absolutely. is absolutely gone. He is, name a team, he's gone, right? Yeah. He's he's the new Chargers head coach if they fall on their face again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's huge, right, absolutely. that you have both coordinators coming back. You've had a little bit of shifting on some of your other places, right? Do Staley, he's going to... 
Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're bringing in Dre Bly. You're bringing in a couple other dudes, right, to kind of fill JT in. JT Barrett. Yeah, JT Barrett, coach. assistant Quarterback quarterbacks coach. coach. Yep, to Mark Brunel. Um, That's what that move. I was like, so Mark Brunel's definitely just gonna be the offensive coordinator when he goes. Actually, there. I don't think so. I think that the um, Tanner Ekstrand is actually gonna be the coordinator because Tanner Ekstrand moved from passing game coordinator slash tight ends coach to just passing game coordinator. Okay. So I think he's going to be on Ben Johnson's hip all oh, season, gotcha. okay. kind of being groomed to take over. Mm-hmm. They hired a new guy to play for their tight ends guy from Arizona. So I actually think that they've kind of built in a contingency plan, which gotcha. is nice to see that they're like, all right, clearly we have a dude here mm-hmm. who's going to get a promotion soon. So let's start prepping now yeah, yeah. to get him ready to go. Gotcha. So that's that's a good um, thing. But anyway, um, from an off-season perspective, right, we're, we're about a month away um, from free agency, like the primer really kicking in, right? Where, mm-hmm. you know, who's staying, who's going, trade deadline, you know, tags and all that crap, right? For you, okay? No. Wait, can, can I bring this topic up? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because I thought it would be fun to play a game with yeah, this. Yeah, go ahead. So instead of just going, what's the number one thing you yeah. want to see? I was I was thinking we could play a fun game of I'm going to name, I'm going to give you the, the positional group. Yeah. And you tell me, do you want to see, an, do you, A, do you want to see an upgrade? Mm-hmm. And B, okay. would you want yeah, to see okay. it in yep, free agency sure. or the draft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I got both. you. No, I got you for sure. So I'm just gonna we can just run through all the groups and see what yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. All right, first group, quarterback group, yep. starter slash backups too. So like, yeah, if yeah. you need more depth or no, whatever, yeah. we get it. So obviously, so golf's obviously, golf's gonna be your starter. Yep. Addressing the backup position, do you want to do it free agency draft, or are you okay with Nate Sudfield draft? Absolutely, the draft. draft. I think yeah. you could. I think you could easily take a guy. You have two second round picks. Uh, I mean, honestly, at eighteen, if Anthony Richardson's sitting there, right, it's something that I don't think they're going to take off the table. Mm-hmm. Is it going to happen? No. But I, I think that you have to get somebody else in here prepped just in case. Yes. Nate Sudfeld is not an option. You need a quality backup in this league. I'm sorry. You I do. I understand. Agree. And yeah. I actually wouldn't hate. It'll probably be expensive, so I don't know if they would want yeah. to. But like a Cooper Rush, yeah, if he was there. Fine. I would love a Cooper Sold. Rush or something. Yeah, somebody that's got a little more upside, somebody that you know um, can come in, yeah. learn the playbook, and be ready to yeah. go. And I'd be okay paying a little more because this is a season that you feel like you need to hit on. Yeah. And if golf goes out and you have, yeah, you a can't Nate you Sunfield, can't afford a three game losing streak in in a in year a ga- where you think you're going to make a run. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you need a like this is your everyone's like, all right, you're going to make a playoff run, might mm-hmm. win the division. So like you can't go six and eleven. And be like, oh, well, golf. If was you hurt. told me tomorrow they signed like Andy Dalton yeah. to a one year deal, I go. I get it. Yeah, no, you know I know what I'm saying because yeah. it's like uh, it's like you need a guy to supplement for two yeah. games while golf right. gets hurt. Correct. Like, you yes. need that contingency plan for that quarterback position. A thousand percent. Yeah, they. But I, I expect them to probably draft one. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's time to really kind of nail that position down and get a young dude yeah. and be done with it. So, yeah. get a guy in the second or third. I'm not even second. Probably third round, even right. Get a dude come in here. Get a guy who's a little developmental and roll with it. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna actually pull up third. They're, who they're going to actually have on their teams. I don't have it off the top of my head. All right, running backs. Yeah. So they have Swift. I'm going to go on the whim that they say they have Jamal Williams because all, everything he's, everything he's saying to. is all oh, Lions are going to win the North next year and all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like he wouldn't be out there saying it. Yeah. If so, I'm bringing, yeah. so I'm going to take the assumption yeah. that Jamal Williams is back. Uh, they also have Jamar Jefferson yeah. and Greg Bell. 
on their roster. Yeah, Craig Reynolds, I think, could be back too. I think he's a, un, I think he's a restricted free agent or something like that. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Craig Reynolds get brought back as well. I think they're going to re-sign Jamal, and I think they're going to draft somebody. Yep. Uh, this he, running back, a, yeah, and that's so. My point is, yeah, I think that is a hundred percent like a fourth round draft. Yeah, or and he, here's the thing. Story and this guy. is where I want to start cautioning Lions fans. Okay, you don't need Bijan Robinson. I'm telling you that right now. No. You don't need the bet, quote unquote, bet. this running back class is 20 people deep. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it is. You can get that kid from TCU in round four. Yeah. Done. Um, you do not need a running back in the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that right now. Um, it's the one thing I'm a little worried about with Brad Holmes because it comes from the LA Rams thing where they take a lot of running backs high. I'm tired of taking running backs in the second round for them just to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they need a draft running back because Swift ain't going to be here after this year. So it's it's they're not going to pay him. I just unless Swift comes out here and runs for fifteen hundred all purpose yards, it's not. You know what I mean? And plays sixteen or seventeen games, it ain't happening. Yeah, uh, Kamenda will be their fullback. Yeah, he's back already. Yeah, um, wide receiver crew. All right, so we have J-Mo, who will be here. Yep. Josh Reynolds, who will be here. Yep. Khalif Raymond. Yep. Amon Ross St. Brown. Yep, buried the lead on that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Quintus Cephas on roster. Yes. Uh, Tom Kennedy. Maurice Alexander and Staley Barry Hill are all listed yeah, as 2023 guys. So the big name is one, DJ Chark. Yep. And two, do you address anything in free agency or draft? So I don't know if they're going to bring back DJ Chark. I think it's going to strictly come down to, well, how much does he want? Yes. Now, there is a, the, the problem with this is, is that they're paying him $6 million already this year because of the way his contract is Yeah, structured. so he has a $5.9 million void hit. Right. And then next 2024, you have a 2.9 void hit. Really? That's weird. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Um, so that's what spot. Well, because because be they basically gave him like a one year ten million dollar deal, but mm-hmm. they spread it, spread out, it out, right? So you're paying him some money already. However, I don't know if DJ Shark was a investment where it's like, hey, let's see what we have mm-hmm. and bring him in because we know JMO's not ready, and now that JMO is ready, he's just going to fill that spot. Or if it's, hey, let's have Shark, JMO, and Amon Ra because Amon Ra on the slots basically going to kill you. Um, I'm indifferent. I, I, I'm not going to... If they told me right now they signed DJ Shark long-term, i go, okay, cool, right? Then J-Mo and Amon Ra, that's your three wide receiver set, and you're done, right? It probably means that, you know, like Josh Reynolds doesn't get in as much reps. Um, is that a position that they're going to want to spend money on? I don't think DJ Shark is worth $10 million a year, and I think that's the problem that they're going to run into. So I'm going to say they don't keep Shark. Um I could, Would you address it like fifth round, like later round? Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. They're in a position right now, the Lions are, they're in such a great position where they can really, if you told me right now they take a wide receiver at pick 18, I go, okay. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they've got as many options as they want right now mm-hmm. because they, I don't, you know, yes, they need help in the secondary, and we're going to get to the defense in a second, but like, especially offensively, you could really lean into offense and go, let's just keep making it. Better. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you, you had a top five offense last year. So, yeah. um, I, if I were to see something happen, I would either say that it, it's – I think they could bring Shark back if they're going to sign a free agent. And I'm talking a legit starter, not low-key dudes, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I could see them drafting one, though, for okay. sure. For definitely sure. Yep. All right, tight end position here. We got James Mitchell, uh, Derek Deese Jr., uh, those are the only they're going to bring. I would assume Brock, Brock Wright Wright's is a coming back. Restricted free agent, but he's coming free. back. He's coming back. Basically, a restricted free agent. Either he signs here, or we get draft compensation. Brock Wright's coming back. Yeah. 
This is a spot where people are really mocking us to take a tight end high Mm -hmm. to replace Hawkinson. I don't know if anybody else watched the offense the last half of the year, Mm -hmm. but guess who didn't need, who was not needed? Mm -hmm. TJ Hawkinson. Sorry, he wasn't. Um, I don't think Minnesota, quite frankly, is going to pay him after this year. That's a spoiler alert, I guess. Um, But I don't think that they need to go out and sign a premier tight end. I don't know if I'm in the minority here, but the offense does not rely upon that. Here's what the offense needs. Tyner who can block somebody and then occasionally be a safety blanket. Brock Wright does that. James Mitchell offers you that vertical threat. He was hurt last year. He came off an ACL. Everybody knew he wasn't going to play. And it's limited snaps. He looked okay. Do they sign a depth piece? Maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard maybe. I, and may, or do they draft one? Maybe, but they don't need to go out and add premier talent. If I had to put anything, maybe they draft one late as a developmental. It's either they draft one late or they sign a veteran guy to kind of just be like the quote unquote leader of the group. But I have confidence that they're the guy they just hired and Dan Campbell is a tight end. You, mm-hmm. you honestly think the tight end group is going to be shit with Dan Campbell as their head coach? No, no. All right, offensive line here. Guard. They need a guard. Vitae is going to be gone. Yeah. I I, so, I can't see it. So yeah. So to throw the line out. So we got Taylor Decker. Yep. He'll be here left tackle. Yep. Uh, Penny Sewell right tackle. Obviously. Yep. Frank Ragnow center. Obviously. Yep. yep. Jonah Jackson last year on his deal left guard. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's going to get paid. Yep. Vitae is still on the roster. Who knows what he'll do? You, they're going to save what six million if they cut him. Uh. So right now his let's see. So his dead cap hit is. Five point eight. Mm-hmm. They pay him twelve. So they're gonna 4. save six. So yeah, six seven. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they're gonna save six million to cut him. He hasn't been healthy in two years. I think actually, weirdly enough, I thought he played well when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. But you're at not guard, available. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. At guard, yeah, yeah, tackle, no. But the problem is, is that you're not available. Mm-hmm. And I think that they are going to try. They're probably gonna, you know, they, they need an answer there. They need a answer. They're gonna sign Jonah Jackson. The way they have their contract set up, right? It's Decker gets extend or Decker got extended, right? He so they're gonna extend Jonah. Then at some point, Decker's deal is gonna run out. Then Ragnow's deal. Then Panay's, right? So it's like we got a weird or it's Ragnow then Panay. Yeah, one so of the it, two. Goes, yeah. it goes Decker's twenty twenty three twenty twenty four. Yep. Ragnow's got twenty three twenty four twenty five twenty six. Yeah. Uh, Panay's got 23-24 with the fifth-year option. The 20, yeah, so it's Decker, Panay, uh, Ragnow, and then Jackson will be expired. So, like, yes. they've staggered it out where they've got every one well, of their... You, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like each exactly. year they have to deal with something. Correct. So yes. they're going to pay Jonah, Pro Bowl guard, played great for them. Tremendous find by Bob Quinn. He was always able to draft linemen. Couldn't draft anybody was, else, but he could draft linemen. Um, yeah. I anticipate they draft somebody. Now... If a guy like Graham Glasgow wants to come back home, home team, for a decent amount of money, wouldn't hate that either. But I think they're going to draft somebody, yep. stick him between the best center in football and yep. a so, yeah. So on the roster, to yep. finish out the roster, so you got Logan Senberg, yeah, you got uh, Coyote, Awasaka, yeah, Obina, Eze, yep. all those guys. Uh, their free agents would be Evan Brown, Dan Skipper, Matt Nelson. Do you think any of those come back? I think Skip could, because uh, I don't think anyone else is going to sign. I think Evan Brown's going to wind up getting a starting job somewhere. I don't think that Evan Brown is a good enough starter at guard. I think he's a center. Yes, but I, when you looked at them when they struggled, he struggled the most at that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a tremendous, tremendous. Like if he's my sixth man mm-hmm. from an offensive line perspective, I don't think you can get a better backup than Evan Brown. Yeah. 
I think someone's going to pay him to be a starter, though. Yeah, so you're saying Stan Skipper and I think then Skipper draft? comes back. I think Matt Nelson could come back. I don't think they're very expensive, and I think that oh, they're yeah. usable. So I'm going to say Skipper and Nelson come back, and I think that they probably draft somebody relatively high. Okay. Not first round, but if you told me they took the best guard mm-hmm. at 18, okay. Okay. Sold. All right, yeah. defensively. Oh, God. So we, we, do, go. we just we got through offense. Yeah. Uh, not really that much to talk There's about. Really offense, not. Offense I know I talk a lot solid. about it, but they're – they're really in a good spot. Yeah, like we're really looking at a guard, a backup tight end, maybe, and maybe an extra receiver, and, and maybe a maybe running an back. Extra running back. Yeah, but like, next year you know Jamal and DeAndre Swift are taking ninety five percent of the carries. Yeah. All right, so we'll hit the defensive line, not mm-hmm. counting linebackers. So okay. uh, the Aquara brothers don't count, and James okay. don't count in this. Okay. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, Michael Brockers. Gone. He's gone immediately. He's cut. He's, they saved $10 million by cutting his ass. Goodbye. He knows he's getting cut, too. He was in a healthy scratch all year. All right. Uh, Hutchinson, he's good for three years. Charles Harris, still here. Could be a cap casualty as well. They're going to save, what, $6 million by cutting him, too? Uh, well, his, so. What's his cap at? Uh, let me, let me eight or nine? So he's at eight right now. Yeah. How much would they save if they cut him? Uh, his dead cap is. Four? Four. Okay, so, so they save four. They save four. four. Yeah, I would not be shocked if Charles here, especially with James Houston coming on. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, Levi Anzarike, Josh Pascal, Aline yeah. McNeil, and yeah. then Demetrius Taylor. So, guys, you could consider Isaiah Boogs, Austin Bryant, John yeah. Kaminsky, and Benito Jones are guys who are not yeah. on the roster, free agents. So, would you do anything in the draft, free agency, or resign? Both. Uh, you're doing a ton of work here. You're bringing back Bugs and Kaminsky. Um, I think both are going to be cheap, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bugs became a leader for them. Kaminsky underrated how good he was Oh, Kaminsky was, was so good with Oh, my God. Most of your- Fantastic, right? Yeah. Um, so Kaminsky, I think, and he's been very vocal about wanting to come back. Bugs has been very vocal, so I think they're going to give him a little bit of a discount. Mm-hmm. I don't expect it to be long-term deals. I could see just one year's again. Um, I think uh, Bryant's gone. Brockers is gone. Demetrius Taylor could be back on practice squad. Um, they need help here, though, in the worst way. And I know it's funny to say that, well, you got James Houston. You got, you know, even Romeo Aquara, right? Could be, I don't know if he's a cap casualty or not. I could see them keeping him because I thought he played well when he was back. Um, but you got James Houston. Uh, you got Aiden Hutchinson. But you can never have enough good pass rushers. I think they need two things here. I think they need another defensive tackle, a pass rushing D tackle, because I don't know what you're getting out of Levi Anzarike. I think you need somebody there, and I think you also need at least one to two more edge rushers for sure. Um, I'm double dipping here on both spots. I think if you told me today that they take, they traded up and got Jalen Carter, I go, okay, cool. And then you're going to sign a dude? Fine. Mm-hmm. If you tell me that they're going to sign a rel- you know, okay guy, right? Name a dude, right? Like a, I don't even know who you'd sign. But, and then they, they double up and, um, like Brian Breesey or something. Yeah. And they took per se, right? Fine. Right. You know what I mean? They, there's a lot of options there to double up. I could, you know, you want to sign a guy like, uh, who's the defensive tackle that's going to be a free agent for Philadelphia this year, Hargrave or whatever. Yeah, Hargrave. You want, you tell me they're going to sign him. Not going to hear any complaints from me. Um, you know, so I think they're going to both sign somebody, not including Bugs, but I think Bugs is back. I think Kaminsky's back. I think they draft somebody, if not multiple people, mm-hmm. early, whether that's D tackle or DN, especially DN, because there's so many DNs in this draft. Um, and I think they draft for sure, okay. draft and sign for All sure. Right. 
All right, so linebackers. So I'm looking at Romeo Cuaro's specifics right now. So yeah. Romeo's cap hits 14.5. Yeah. His day cap would be 7. So they would save 7.5 on his cut. I don't know, I don't know if that's big yeah. enough to want to cut. Yeah. Right, I don't know. Especially because he's off the books after 2023. Yes. He does have a, a void of 3.5 in yeah. 2024, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not nearly a 14.5. Yeah, so like I don't know. And he played well when he was back. I would be interested to see a, a, a pack. That NASCAR package they had. It's deadly. Mm-hmm. And and throwing him in the mix there where he could be the actual other edge, especially they don't get that Will Anderson guy, per se, you know, okay. That's why I'm kind of not up against them maybe potentially just packaging both picks up to trading up into the top three to go get their guy. Because after Carter and Anderson, it's kind of a drop-off. There's a lot of quarterbacks in that spot, but they're not taking one at six. Mm-hmm. So if they trade it back, I wouldn't be upset. If they trade it up, to go get a stud, stud defensive lineman, you're not going to hear me bitch either. Um, so I think Aguara stays. I think Anzalone could be brought back. Um, yeah, so just quickly yeah, yeah. run through this. Yeah. We got Romeo, um, Julian, yep. uh, Derek Barnes, James Houston, Malcolm Rodriguez are all yep. going to be on the team in 2023. Right. Their free agents uh, on the team are Alex Anzalone, Chris Bohr, Josh Woods, Jerry Davis, and Anthony Pittman. So do you bring any of those guys back? Do you free I think agency jo- draft? I think Josh Woods comes back. He was like a low key MVP for them on the in special teams. Um, I would I could see Anzalone coming back as well. I think that's going to be strictly a numbers thing. I think they'd love to have him back. I think it's going to be. And I thought as much shit as we give him, I thought he had a really good second half of the year. Yeah, no, I think when he when they stopped putting him in like. Passing uh, situations, yeah. it was like, hey, you're just gonna stop the run, yeah, and maybe read and react. Yeah, yeah, read and react. I thought it was a lot better. Yeah, I thought he had. I thought his Green Bay game was really good. I thought he had a good Minnesota game. I thought there was a several games where I was like, this dude's playing yeah. like a bat out of hell. Um, all that being said, um, they're gonna need to address this both in the draft and in free agency. I'm looking at a guy, and I know 97 won the ticket, brought it up, and I'm pissed that they got to this topic before we did. I see a guy like Levante David coming in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, really good tra- guy. Literally transcending what this defense could do. Like, in all honesty, because you have a guy like Malcolm Rodriguez, right, who is a downhill, read and react, fill the gap, stack him up, and, and let's go, right? Levante David coming in on two, three years. I know he's older. I know he's going to want some money. But, man, you tell me right now you can't get him on a two-year, $24 million deal with 19 guaranteed. Give me two years. Two years, we're ready to win. We're going for it right now. We're investing in you. Come here, be the leader of the defense, take this over, and make it yours, and we're going to go win a Super Bowl. That's a pretty tantalized thing. Tampa's rebuilding. They are, they already owe him $6 million this year, I believe, due to some void years. So they owe. he's already going to get paid a shit ton of money this year not being for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mm-hmm. If they can convince a guy like that with this culture, with this coaching staff, come here. Mm-hmm. take us to the next level, I think that drastically changes everything that they do. Yep. So I think they sign a guy. I'm hoping that's the splash. I would prefer him over a guy like Tremaine Edmonds because Edmonds only has one year of productivity. Levante David's been an all-pro since he stepped in the stepped mm-hmm. in the league. Yep. Um, if you want to go like the cheap route, maybe Devin Bush, but that's more of a project. Clearly, Pittsburgh didn't pick up his fifth-year option for a reason. Um, so... I, in my mind, I'm putting a lot of eggs in the Levante David basket, and they and they definitely draft somebody, probably second round. Okay. And finally, here we got the secondary. Now, do Oof. you want to split corners and safety, or you want to go all in one? 
Um, we can probably just do all in one just for time purposes. Okay. Because we so, still got Chamber we got to talk about. Yeah. So we got uh, Tracy Walker, obviously. Yep. Coming back. Um, Kirby Joseph. Yeah, and Kirby Joseph. So those yep. are two safeties that will be here next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so the I guess the first interesting one before we hit all these names yeah. is the Okuda. He's got the – he'll be here 2023 guaranteed. Yeah. The fifth-year option is the interesting I don't think part. they pick it up. I don't think so either. I, I think he just plays it out, and if he plays well, you it, sign him again. If he's going to be butthurt about it, here's the reality. You've had three years in the league. You've been hurt for two. Mm-hmm. Last year, you were in and out of line. I thought there were times where I thought he played like a number one corner for us, yeah. and I thought there were times where he got benched. Yeah. So you have to show some level of consistency to warrant $11 million a year. Now he comes out, plays like a bat out of hell, locks people down, sold, cool, great. Yeah, just extend him. Exactly. Or, or you sign him and... Right. And, and if he doesn't want to stay, well, you know, it's the risk you take. But I don't think he's warranted taking. And I know I was a guy that was really high on him coming out of school. I think he was still the pick over uh-huh. Derek Brown, but he hasn't shown enough to warrant $11 million in 2024. Yeah. So I don't think they pick up the option. Anyway, yeah. So Jeff Okuda, he's yeah. going to be here in 2023. Yes. So don't have to worry yes. about that. I guess yep. necessarily. He's got a chance. Earn it. Um, Malafamu will be here. Yep. Jerry Jacobs will be here. Chase Lucas will be here. Braid Breezy Safety will be here. <laughs> Dorsey will be here. And Jaron Williams. A whole bunch of those last four you probably don't yeah, never exactly. even heard of. But right. Practice squad the, guys. Practice squad guys who are on the team yep. and have money. Probably signed a futures deals, that type of thing. Um, so free agents that they will have are Mike Hughes, Deshaun Elliott, Will Harris, uh, Monty O'Rourke, Bobby Price. So do you bring back any of those guys, or do you I, – I I'm not even going to say do you because you will address yeah. it in the draft probably. Yes, I, I um, think in free agency as well. And so it's more like free agency, or do you make like a trade with something? Like, mm-hmm. what, what, what's kind of the move in the offseason? Oh, so, I mean, you have your starting safeties, right? Tracy's going to Tracy be, and Kirby yeah, will Tracy, probably be your yeah, starters. Yeah. Which I'm really excited about, by the way. Really excited about. Um, safety's hard for me because I don't know if Iffy if, – if they're confident that if he can be the third safety, right, and come down at times, play in the box, sometimes play the slot, right, I don't know if they have, if that's what they foresee for Ify Melifonmu. If they don't, Deshaun Elliott coming back, I wouldn't hate it. I thought he played well. They missed him sorely in the run game against Carolina. There was a glaring obvious hole there. Um, but I don't know if Tracy can kind of fill that spot, right, like where he was doing it before. Yep. Um, I expect them to to probably, you know, I look at a guy and I and I'm going for big hitters here because I do think that's what the Lions need right now. I don't think the Lions need nearly as much quote unquote depth guys as they do home run hitter guys. Like a guy like CJ Gardner Johnson, he's on an expiring contract with Philly. He's just going to come off a ring, right? You you tell me you bring him in, right? And you you now offer yourself some flexibility right? He's an athletic freak. Maybe you run three more safety sets. Maybe we pull a Madden and he's our sub linebacker, right? Like there's a lot of different options there. Cornerback wise, good God, do they need help? Um, Mike Hughes on a one year, similar deal. Wouldn't hate it. If he wants more money, I'm not, I'm not having that discussion. Omani Arawarie is gone. There's no way in hell he's getting brought back. Um, I don't really, you know, I, <laughs> They need help at corner in the worst way. And I don't, and the problem with this free agency class is there's not really like a defined dude for corner. Um, You know, you look at a guy like James Bradbury. Do you really want to pay him $10 million? Um, You know, do they trade for a guy like Jalen Ramsey? Are you confident that at 30, he can still be the guy, right? Like, and that's the kind of the risks you take. Um, they just fucked themselves really hard because Bob Quinn sucks and got rid of Darius Slay. That's really the reality of it. But um, 
I mean, long story short, yes, I think they sign multiple people in free agency, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if they draft more than one corner as well. Yeah, um, I definitely I definitely think six or 18, 100% is corner. If, if you tell unless, me right now, Unless you did the package up for Jalen yeah, Carter right, or something. Yeah, right. So I'm going to – let's barring, take that off the table. Barring that. Right? Barring so, any trades. Yes. Here's I, the thing. I think corner gets taken. I don't want a corner at six. Okay. And here's why. I don't know if there is that much of a difference between the Witherspoon kid out of Illinois and the Gonzalez kid out of Oregon or the Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. Now, that's because I'm not a scout, so I, I clearly don't, you know. But I don't know if there's that much difference between those three cats. And if that's the case, and the Lions has similar grades on all three, now they're going to have a favorite, obviously. What you're really hoping for is C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. Somebody's there at six, and somebody calls you and go, hey, we want to move up. If they're going to take a corner first, cool. But trade if we can, let's trade down to do that, yep. right? Um, I do think they take one in the first round. Um, I, I could see them, like I said, I, I think Brad Holmes is going to be so locked in. And if and – if, and I want to get your gauge on this, right? I am supremely confident in Brad Holmes' ability to turn around a position group after what I saw he did with the wide receivers group last year. We went from having Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perriman – to Amon Ra, Josh Reynolds, GJ Shark, and then let's throw JMO in there in the mix, right? Mm-hmm. Now JMO is going to be the new yeah. X, right? I'm very confident that if he lasers in and goes, we need to change our secondary, mm-hmm. I think he can do it in one offseason. Yeah. And I think he can change it for the better. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh to a point. Yeah. I think the the, the hardest thing is I think corner Outside of probably quarterback, so it's hard the hardest oh to like. God. It's the hardest to make yes. from a college kid to a pro kid. Like yeah. wide receiver, yeah. you can just kind of go run good routes, catch yeah, ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not astronomically difficult to yeah. play wide receiver mm-hmm. from the college to the NFL level. Right. Like I think um, the TCU kid, Quentin Johnston, mm-hmm. at wide receiver, he'll he's great in college. He'll be just as good in the NFL in day right. one. Right. 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 Um, I think all the corners for the most part need some time mm-hmm. to learn the NFL system and to be yeah. able to cover. So I would agree. I think free agency, you can definitely mold and find some people, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to be as quick because even if they draft yeah. the Illinois kid or they draft Joey Porter, yeah. it's probably going to take like eight or nine he, games here's to solidify the part two, it. that the difference between, uh, I think, other positions is, you know how you help corners? You know how you help your young corners out? Mm. Get a pass rush. Yeah. Help them out on the front four. So that's yeah. why I'm saying they. I think they should double dip at D tackle and D end mm-hmm. because if you can solidify where you just constantly have rotating guys coming in where you go, oh, Hutch is off on the field. Play? Okay, now here's Aquara. Yeah. Okay, here's Houston. Here's Brian Brisset. Here's Aline McNeil. Here's Javon Hargrave. It's just mm-hmm. a constant rotation of just dogs coming at you every play. Yeah, That's a hard thing to stop. And when you don't have any time, it makes our corners look a hell of a lot better. Like, yeah. It, it in the most maddened thing ever, if they were like, "Hey, look, if you called the Rams and said, "Hey, look, six for Aaron Donald mm-hmm. changes everything, right? Yeah, it like it's, it's literally that fast, right? Mm-hmm. Where one guy with that ability could change everything, mm-hmm. you know? So, I, I I want them to make some splashes in free agency. Yeah. I really, really do. Yeah, I think too. this is the time. If you're going to give me a scale of one to ten on aggressiveness, I want like an eight. Mm-hmm. Like I outside of trading away future picks mm-hmm. because I think that's where you kind of get a little scary. Cause it's like you haven't won anything yet. Right. You yeah. went nine and eight. Well, let's not say you went to the NC title game last year. Yeah, You're not yeah. in the Niners spot mm-hmm. outside of that. 
I think you're, yeah, I, I think, think you're making could. a move. Did you, any any disagreements at all there? Or my assessment of kind of where the roster is. Uh, not necessarily. No, I would say. Uh, I would say I would do a little less in the receiver room. Yeah, like I think just bring back. Here, like outside of DJ Chark, like you yeah. said, like maybe a mid round. But I was like, your receiving room, I think, is as perfect as it can be right now. Yeah. Um, I, don't I really th- like. I, the like receivers. I, I don't think. I don't think you should do much to the offense at all. Yeah. I guess is the way to put it. Like yeah. you could obviously get an extra running back here, mm-hmm. maybe get a backup tight end. That's why here. I don't want like a guy like Bijan. I want a later round guy. Yeah, come exactly. In, fill like, in, but like I think I think any important assets or any important yeah. money that you spend mm-hmm. should all be on the defensive yes. side. Yes. So so I, like I'll be upset if they come on and they were like if they traded down and they got like Quentin Johnson the wide receiver mm-hmm. at like ten or something. I'd be like. But you could have used that on right something this else. corner right. or, something. or a like, linebacker you know I mean? or a linebacker <laughs> or something like. There's like a lot of things of need on the defensive side. I don't want them to take a, a I, nice wide receiver. Or I don't know if they're picking at six or eighteen. Let's I, I, think. I don't I, like, know there's so much like, flexibility with the amount of quarterbacks in this class, right? And yeah. if you're not, and if you've kind of made up your mind, look, Goff's our guy. It's like okay, maybe you don't need to do now. I don't. Yeah. I'm never going to take it off the table because no, Goff is so uneven. You can't do that, but. At the same time, I'm like, man, they have some real flexibility here to kind of do what they want. They got five picks in the first seventy. Yeah. Let's go, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just don't want to rush anything yeah. on the offensive side. No, I, don't I think I think if today the season started offensively, be they, they'd be fine yes. with the roster that they walk into, Correct. even without the extra guard at yeah. like the right guard spot or yeah. you know DJ Chark not being on the team. I say I think as long as you bring like like Jamal to get a one two back, I think that you could pretty much be okay with the yeah. offense that you have. The defense is where you need to like yes. motivate. And I know what I'm saying. So. I think if they I think they if they can hit two splash signings, mm-hmm. like two guys immediately go, oh shit, right? I think that changes everything. And that's why I'm kind of that's why like a Levante David interests me more than like a Deron Payne does. Mm-hmm. Because Deron Payne is gonna want a hundred million dollars. I don't want to pay a guy a hundred million dollars, right? I want to pay a guy who's a veteran, who's been there, who's been on top of the league at his position, who's still playing good ball, that I can pay on a more, maybe more money in the the short term, but in the long term he doesn't screw me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's kind of why I'm leaning more that way than I am, you know, some maybe like a 26 year old coming off a contract year like Tremaine Edmonds. So that's my thoughts. All right, elimination chamber. Enough Lions talk. I've been talking about them enough. Can't wait for free agency. By the way, I'm so excited. Um. Elimination Chamber. It's here, Mike. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania season is in full effect. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Let's get a good intro to that. Uh, all right. First up here, we have mixed tag team action. Woo! We got Edge and Beth Phoenix. All right. Versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. I don't know if I have a... Uh, this is this is actually a hard match for me to predict because it's like, you're going to have Rhea lose going into Mania? Yeah. That doesn't yeah, make I mean, any sense. I mean, she, I would bet she would pin Beth. Beth is probably right. the most obvious yeah. thing. Because then you don't have to pin Finn or Edge. Yeah. They can do a Mania match, and then right. Rhea can stay strong. Yeah. So if I had to guess, that's probably I'm kind of surprised go. I kept this storyline going kind of low-key, by the way. Like, yeah. I don't really understand why that's still a thing. It's like, really? This is all Edge is going to do this whole year, huh? Yeah. It's this one it's thing? It's one Judgment Day line. All right, cool. Perfect. Sure, sure. Cool, 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 uh, cool, cool, Next cool, cool. up, we got uh, <laughs> the big, beefy match here. Oh, God. Let's Lesnar, Lashley, double L's. I want 12 minutes, yeah, and I want them to beat the crap out of each other. Sure. It's every Brock Lesnar match. So. And I don't really care who wins. Okay. 
sure. I mean, Lashley would benefit more, but Lashley eliminated him at the Rumble, so I, yeah. I can see Brock winning. I can see the Hurt Business coming back together. I think that's probably the best case scenario, honestly. That's probably more realistic as the whole Hurt Business is together and Lashley wins. But Cool. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I'm all for that. Cool. Brock's not in the title picture. I don't care at this point. Any, Literally, I'm so much happier to see Brock Lesnar when he's not competing for the world title. Mm-hmm. It's like a thousand times better. Yeah. Now, it's going to be really sad when Cody wins the title and at that summer. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that SummerSlam's coming. We'll talk about that after. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be like Cody and Lesnar at SummerSlam. Oh, God. Oh, don't say that. I'm, spend, I'm planning to spend a lot of money for that show. Don't even. And we're going to be like, I guess it's fun. <laughs> We get to see Brock live, I guess. Question sure. mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, I think we should have just went to the movies instead. <laughs> I bet you Spider-Man's out by now. Exactly. Uh, all right, Raw Women's title, number one contender, Elimination Chamber match. We have Natalia. No. We have Nikki Cross. No. We got Carmella. No. We have Liv Morgan. Maybe. Raquel Rodriguez. Also Maybe. Asuka. Maybe. So we really, three, a th- it's a three-women match. It's a three-women really. match. Like, let's be sure. honest. Okay. Uh, I'm leading Asuka. I new, am. New look, new package. Right. Her and Bianca, banger. That's And that's the thing. I was like, man, but, like, they're really kind of behind the Raquel thing, right? They've been giving her a rub. Liv Morgan's been hot, and I could see that. I think Liv Morgan's the farthest shot away because she did have her run at Money in the Bank. Um, I, I, I think Asuka. Here's the thing, too. With the new look and everything, who the hell's beating Asuka in the, in the chamber? Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. That's what I think is. I think she's going to dominate the chamber, yeah. and then she takes the title from Bianca. I could, and- I could even see Raquel having three, four eliminations, and then Oscar beats her like in the final yeah, to like really. So like it's the Diesel spot. Shine Ron Raquel, even though she's not winning. Yeah. Keep her strong going forward. It's a good sign for the division though that there's three women in this match that you legitimately could be like, okay, sure. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Um, U.S. title elimination chamber. This will be fun. I think this is actually interesting, depending mm-hmm. on where they want to go with it. Yeah, it's all based on mania plans that we don't know. Yeah, so Austin Theory defends mm-hmm. against Seth Rollins. Yeah. Johnny Gargano. Eh, okay. Bronson Reed. No. Damian Priest. Yuck. Montez Ford. Exciting. I like those play-by-play <laughs> one-word reactions. Bronson uh, Reed couldn't care less about I like Damian Priest, but he's in the judgment way. He ain't winning the U.S. title. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I guess – so this one's fun because I think it's like – Austin Theory versus Cena for the U.S. title will be fun. If, that, if that's if the that's way they're the going with it, I'm thrilled. Um, I think Montez Ford and like if uh, here, okay, if they were to ever bring back like the sixth man ladder matches, Montez yeah. Ford winning here yeah. and defending his title in the six man U.S. ladder match yeah. would be the way to go. I yeah. feel like. Well, but if they're <laughs> if yeah. it's just going to be a one on one match for the U.S. title, I yeah. think I'd rather and see you Theory can't, and Cena. Not now. It's not Montez's time for this moment. Yeah. However, this is Montez's match. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Yeah. I will not be shocked to see Montez be the last guy out. Mm-hmm. Be like the last one eliminated. Theory retains and it's Montez has a great showing, right? Theory hits a low blow on Seth to get him out, right? So Seth Seth is really the only other real thought here, but You know, Seth is like the strong wild card because right. he could Defend it against literally anybody, anybody, and you go, I'm in. Yeah. Um, so, but if they're going him and Logan Paul, which I'm excited about. And that's the thing, too, and that's the interesting part, is both Cena and Theory mm-hmm. and Rollins and Paul, I can see with or without the championship. We're going to go two hours today, probably, because I have another topic I want to talk about, wrestling-related. But we'll okay, but I think you could do both <laughs> Match at Mania for the title. And so it, that's and why it works. I, like, I don't know which yes. one. Like, you could, like, I think you could easily do old-timer Cena versus brand-new guy 
Austin Theory and then have the championship on the other one, or you have like the heated because Rollins has been out saying how much he hates Logan oh my Paul, God, like tons of trash talk. Yeah, so like you have Logan Paul and Seth Rollins hating each other, and then you have the U.S. title match, the first title Cena one, blah 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 blah. Yep. So it's like one of those like I. I could see the title being on either feud. I think those two are the matches at Mania. Yes. Which one's for the U.S. title? I'm going to say it would be the Cena one. I think it adds a little bit more to it. I do too. And I think it. I think you could add where it's like, oh, are they going to give the U.S. title to Cena? That doesn't make any sense. Like mm-hmm. you know. So I think it. I think it actually helps Theory's case to maybe actually pull off the upset. Do I think he's going to win still? No. But I think it gets helped regardless. Um, the Logan Paul thing. I think that match is better served without it. Because I think then Logan Paul goes. I th- I would assume Seth would go over in that match. I would assume so too. But so would that be? And I think Seth needs that at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Seth didn't want a big match in a hot minute here, even with the U.S. title win. Like okay, great, but like, meh. um, this match is gonna be a lot of fun though. Now, like I said, I think this is a Montez Ford coming out party potentially, mm-hmm. where you go. Everything that we've been saying on, I, I mean, I mean, I've been on this train for a while. I think you've been on this train for a while. Where like we see Montez Ford as being a single, yeah, sooner rather than later. And honestly, I'm gonna give Angelo Dawkins his flowers too. I think he's really turned it on. I think he has. You know what I mean? I think he has your biggest tag team 180. Because yeah. you were not. I was not. I was not. like, dude, if they you, split if you up, he's gone. you listened to this show probably a year <laughs> yeah. ago, you were yeah. like, why is Angel Dawkins even in WWE? And now he's like, <laughs> and now you're finally like, at least he could be a guy there. I think he could be okay. Like, I think he has improved. I would say if they split up. He's still the genetic da- of think, the two. <laughs> I, yeah, I think Dawkins would go down to NXT and do a singles run in cool. NXT probably. Fine. Totally fine with that. This is why they need like a TV title, but it's another thing. But anyway. Yeah, um, yeah they have so many people that a TV title would work. Work. But. Um, Montez Ford, though, is going to be a single star, and he is going to be a main event talent for them. It's just, I'm sorry, it's just, he would work as a heel, he would work as a baby face. I think either way, him and Bianca both have that flexibility. They could combine them, because everybody knows they're married legit. There's so many avenues with him. I think Theory retains here, though. Yeah, I would agree with that. I do think it's all uh, theory Rollins race for it. Yes, and I would be shocked if they're the final two. And they yeah, have a little bit. I can see Montez being the number one guy in the chamber, like to start out right, yeah. outlast a whole bunch, gets a couple eliminations, down to the final three. Rollins gets him, or you know, Theory gets him, or you know, whatever. We get the bang, bang, boom. But I think, I think Theory retains, goes into Mania. Really, with a strong push, where now it's like, man, I defended in the chamber. I beat Bobby Lashley. I beat Seth. I've got like, I've got a lot of resume listers now where I can go. I'm ready for Cena, mm-hmm. and then Cena coming in and just taking his pants off, basically, and going, "I'm the best guy ever," and just verbally destroying oh Theory. Because here's the that's the only concern. If Theory had a Paul Heyman with him, it would be magic. But like yeah. Theory against Cena, Mike for Mike. Now, I will, yeah, so uh, what I imagine that... Unless Cena just the, never shows up until Mania, and then you go, okay. Yeah, what I imagine those, like, three weeks of promos will be is what Reigns did to with Cena in, like, 2017. Also oh, gonna kill the poor well, kid? no, so, like, <laughs> Cena's gonna, like, totally outpace Theory, but I think it's actually gonna make Theory better. much better. Oh, absolutely. Because he's gonna be like, wow, I am not on this level. He, and he might, he might, he, like, I guess my hope for Theory, which will make him a better character, yeah. is if... Cena just beats the crap out of him on the mic where he goes like off script a little and kind of just starts digging into Cena. Yeah. And then you kind of get that persona turn yeah. and he turns into like a slight, like a Ricky start where, where he can actually start talking a little yeah. more. Then yeah. I'd be like, okay, now I'm invested. If you are not of the thought that Austin Theory is not a future world champion, 
Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. I'm sorry. He's, like, he gives he's, me like the MGF vibe where it's like, yeah. it's just waiting for he's, it to happen. It's going to happen. 23 years old. Yeah. He's in a phenomenal shape. I think the in-ring work could be improved a bit. Mm-hmm. But overall, he's a freak athlete. This kid's been winning titles since, you know, he was Evolve champion at like 20. Like, yeah. I mean, good Lord. Like, this dude, this kid's legit. Um, Him and Cena would be a great match, by the way. I, oh, I'm sorry. I think so, too. 100%. Cena, still to this day, is one of those guys where it's like, I don't care how much time he's had off. He's going to go out there. He's going to tell a great story. Mm-hmm. And you just go, God, I miss John Cena so much. Like, I just do. I, I was watching too. old him, him and Triple H promos leading into like a title match, and I was like, "God, this is so good! Yeah. It's so this good. Really good!" I miss 2008 WWE sometimes uh-huh. a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then main event time, we got uh, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn. Man, this crowd's gonna be so hot, crowd. dude. This is gonna give me like some weird vibes of you know. Can I make the argument for them just to put both chambers one and two and just get it out of the way and then let let the crowd breathe? You know what I mean? Until yeah. the main event. It's not going to happen that the way. The way this, yeah, I'm like, I'm, it's gonna I'm be very weird. interested how this card's going to be laid out. I could see U.S. title starting, mm-hmm. start hot, then you go, uh, what else do you have after this? You got a, like, Lashley, Brock, mixed tag, women's match. Yeah, then this or something, yeah. yeah. yeah women's, I, women's chamber. Yeah, yeah and then this. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard to, because this crowd is going to be, on this all night long, like yeah. they're they're waiting yeah. for. I will say there will be a missed opportunity if Sami Zayn doesn't come out with his original theme. I agree. I agree. Like he has to come yeah. out with that yeah. original the theme. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. whoa, yeah. whatever it's called, because everyone on Planet Canada will start singing that song with him, and it'll be hectic. And Roman might get the most boost he's ever gotten outside, like him. Outside him, like breaking the or not breaking, but beating Taker, they're and then next night where he just got booed out. My yard building. now. Oh, yeah. God, so good. The the story's so good. I think they're doing a great job of like, oh hey, let's pull this Cody thing in now mm-hmm. too, right? Him and Paul, yeah, so good, so good. Paul's Paul's promo on Friday, mm-hmm. I think, did such a great job of encapsulating where we're at, and then Sammy being like, "I'm gonna tear it down, and I'm mm-hmm. the reason why you're tearing it down." And I think it kind of plays into what I was saying a couple weeks ago, where it's like this story has a place in the Cody arc mm-hmm. because it's. Sami Zayn is tearing down the bloodline to the point where it's on life support for Cody to just go in and bam, yeah. break it down, right? Yeah. I want this match to have some time, but I don't want this match to be Brian getting killed and liking it. Remember against who was it against Brock when he won the title and then just got the shit kicked out of him for 20 minutes against Brock Lesnar at, mm-hmm. uh, what was it, uh, Survivor Series, right? And then, it, then he just beats him. I don't want Roman to just beat the shit out of Sammy for 20 minutes and he kicks out a bunch and mm-hmm. then finally loses. I don't want that. I want this to be a highly competitive physical match where I w- tell me why I need to believe when he hits that blue thunder bomb that he's going to win the title. Yeah. Right? Get me to that point because yeah. if you do, it's ma- it's 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 perfect. Mm-hmm. He's not winning. We nope. know that, which sucks. Do I think there's going to be shenanigans? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. I think there's going to be a point where Jay is going to wind up turning. If they right? can get the Usos again. Yeah, right, for that one night only thing, yeah, we, we right? Because they saw the comeback, which, oh, by the way, they had a really nice match against Ricochet and uh, yeah. Braun Strowman. Usos, next level shit. Mm-hmm. And I think Kevin, you know, and I think the match ends, beat down, Kevin Owens hits. And you mean to tell me right now you don't go off the air with this crowd going bananas? 
and then you at the end of it, you see a hug between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn mm-hmm. at the end of this night, regardless of result. Because that's how I want to finish it is you finish on the low of, oh, man, I thought Sami was going to win. And then we set up Kevin and Sami are back. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen Kevin all since Rumble. Comes back, saves him, runs him back, blah, 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 blah. We know we're going Rody, Cody and Roman. Big pop at the end. Yep. This is one of the more interesting Chamber shows I've been looking forward to mm-hmm. in a hot minute because usually Chamber shows suck massive amounts of dick. Yep. Um, I'm excited. Okay. Real quick, last topic, because I, I wanted to bring this up. Oh, two topics, actually. Real fast. <laughs> SummerSlam. Yep. Coming to Detroit. Yes. Excited? Not excited? Meh? I'm not excited at all. Shut up. <laughs> We're going, obviously. Yeah, we going, right? Yes. How big is this, though, for the city? We're in the draft now, next year in 2024. We're getting SummerSlam in August. It really feels like Detroit's starting to kind of punch its way into being in that rotation of, like, those cities where, like, hey, we can get big events like this and yeah. people will show up. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh not not that you have to like fly out somewhere to go watch a show. Yeah. If you want to watch no it. No shit, um, right? Yeah. It's uh it's nice. I'm excited nice. for sure. Okay, last thing and this goes back to the wrestling thing. Oh, sorry, sorry. Thoughts on Jay White's future. Mm. We didn't talk about this pre show either, so that's why yeah, I wanted to bring it up because I forgot. Yeah. This was the thing I was trying to think about earlier. <laughs> yeah. Loses loser le- loser leaves Japan match. Mm-hmm. We know he's going to make a quick pit stop there at New Japan Strong in the U.S., according to what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has a match yeah. there. Yeah. But like said, he kicks it. assuming he's done in New Japan, mm-hmm. how much money do I have to pay somebody for him for this to get? And I don't know when his contract ends. Yeah. Okay. But assuming it's before Mania, mm-hmm. how much money do I have to pay somebody to get him signed to get to WWE? First off, let me ask you this. WWE or AEW for Jay White? Uh, Well, 100% prefer WWE. Me too. Wouldn't be shocked if it's AEW. Yeah. But I would much prefer WWE. Yes, I would agree. I think he he fits better in WWE. Yes. Assuming they get that done, Mm -hmm. assuming he can get done for Mania, there's been the projected theory, right? Someone's like, okay, dream booking, Cena beats theory night one, night two, Cena comes out, does an open challenge, it's Jay White. Jay White beats Cena. Oh, see, okay, that's interesting. See, my initial thought was Cody beats Roman. He's oh, crying and Jay White walks even, out. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't send me into a fucking tailspin over here, all right? That was, that was kind of my no, thought. No, 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 but like more – because you're not going to take away from Cody's moment, right? Well, I meant like the Monday after. Oh, okay, even – oh, God. Because like, you know he'd be crying. He has this yeah. whole celebration thing, yeah. and then you just hear, whooshing, and yeah. it's like, oh, boy, here he goes. Yeah, right, yeah. But Jay White – Sure. In WWE, I feel like is another one of those like game changing mm-hmm. type guys where you go, okay. And now yeah. I, I we've read reports where like WWE is very confident that they will be able to sign him over AEW. And I don't think this isn't a I prefer WWE to AEW thing. It's more of a I don't think that they have any room right no, now. No, I for think Jay I White. think it's a yeah, I think it's a room thing. I think yeah. it's a stylistic. Yes. I think WWE and people I've actually listened to people talk about like AEW to WWE, and I do think like AEW is very in ring driven. It's a, it's a it's a with like storylines not necessarily yeah. being the vocal point. It's a hybrid of the Japan Ring of Honor ish indie kind of style, yeah. which then we've elevated with guys like Jericho and Moxley to tell that story start of it. Yes, but like most of their stuff is like 
I want this championship more than you. So yeah, let's yeah, fight for, for it. sure. WWE yep. is like ninety five percent story. Yeah, and then like the wrestling is like the secondary part. Yeah, and Jay White is awesome storyteller. Yeah, so I would prefer the style that he has because I never watch a Jay White match normally and go. Holy Six shit! Six star classic right. out here. He's not. He's right. not throwing me away like well. Like like Osprey would not. Maybe wouldn't fit well in the WWE sphere because no. he he wouldn't be able British. to. Put, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> he wouldn't be able to put on the epic matches. Yeah. That he maybe does. in maybe in Triple H's WWE he could, but if yeah. Vince had any say, it's not happening. Yeah, but like, and it also wouldn't be like it would be like okay, at WrestleMania we'll let you do it, but like on a yeah. Raw you're no. not going, no. you're not doing all your stuff that you normally want to do. No, no, no. Um, Jay White fits the four week build. Big match atmosphere. Well, I think thing. his style, yeah, exactly, like, is that that yeah. I think his promo ability is way above average, and mm-hmm. I think while that's the one thing AEW needs more of is more guys who can talk, yeah, um, and get themselves over. Yeah, WWE. I feel like man, Jay White going in there changes everything. I really do, and I think that if the people who know know, and the people who don't know are like, who the hell is this dude? Mm-hmm. And you once again bring somebody in as a top guy, present him as a top guy. He's a top guy. Yeah. So it's like all of a sudden it's like man he just and that's the, that's why I like the scene idea I was like man he comes out of nowhere people who know him the people who are traveling to go to WrestleMania those people the people like us who know him are freaking out and going oh shit people who don't know are going who the hell is this dude and then if he beats Cena mm-hmm. ten minutes switchblade boom done yeah all of a sudden now you're like oh shit mm-hmm. who the hell is this dude right and now it's yeah. now it's game over mm-hmm. so just want to get your thoughts on that as well yeah no hundred percent WWE. Yeah. All right. Like 4%. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> for sure. All right. That's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Next week, obviously, we're talking the Super Bowl, the results, and all that good stuff. Who knows who's going to win this game? I, Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you, guys, yeah, got- you guys know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, exactly. We're talking Super Bowl. Um, we may, we're going to probably do an AEW check-in, some big news that happened last week that we're going to catch up on that Mike and I both have problems with, but it's fine. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not, that was not it, Chief. That was exactly. Not it. We're going to be talking, um, is Chamber on Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. It's on Saturday? All right, we got Chamber talk as well then as well, so I'll be excited about that. Um, and we'll probably feel, you know update you on the trade deadline if you know the Pistons actually make a trade or not. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know yet, so there's that. Yeah, All that good stuff yeah. and more next week, guys. Thanks for listening. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke, and we will see you guys as always next time.